it's the end of Asgard as we know it, but do we feel fine? Because we just saw Thor Ragnarok, and we got some opinions. Maybe good, maybe bad. We'll find out. Does this big blockbuster measure up? We'll find out. Troy is shrugging. He has kept me in the dark. I am curious as a cat for this very godly edition of the review. Review. Sean Connery. <laughs> Hey there. <laughs> Hi, I'm Troy to the Max Extreme. Uh, I'm, I'm Korg. <laughs> and this is the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes give you our big, dumb opinions. Today, it's the Ragnarok. The Rag. Thragnarok. And the Rock. <laughs> the 17th Marvel movie. Jesus. Can you believe we've got there? <laughs> we made it. <laughs> we we did it. We did it, everybody. It was our goal to review 17 so Marvel that, movies. So that means that Avengers is going to be the 20th film. No? No. 17, 18, now be 8, 9, 19. 19th? <sighs> Should have. Should have hit for that 20. Come on. Come what are you doing, Feige? Just squeeze another one in there real quick. Fight you bitch. <laughs> Make an Agent Coulson movie real quick and just wedge it in there. So that yeah. so that Avengers movie can get number twenty. You prick. <laughs> Had to get that evil out of my system. Oh god. Possessed. To get into this, JT. Whoa. We were talking about the Shazam movie last week. Shazam! I forgot. Let me start over. We talked about the Shazam movie okay. last week. Sorry. I wanted to say it right. I, we'll get I emails. corrected you. But. <laughs> uh, and we said Zachary Levi will be playing the big red cheese himself. And then yeah. I showed you a picture of Uncle Marvel. And then you said, what I love is shitty. You're <laughs> 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 paraphrasing. This is the spark notes. Uh... And some people speculated that Zachary Levi will be playing a older Billy Batson, and when he transforms, he'll be just the same person, but as a Captain Marvel or a Shazam figure. But it is not the truth, because a young <laughs> uh, Billy Batson has been cast as a child. Well, he is a child, cast, <laughs> cast in a as movie. A child. He's, he's a child cast as a child, typecast, some people say. Oh, come on. Uh, There's adults out there that need child work, too. Come on, man. Uh, his name is Asher Angel, and he's uh, a Disney Disney Channel rat. <laughs> Asher, Asher, a Disney rat? <laughs> yeah, he's from the Disney Channel. I don't okay. know. WWE's trying to snatch Disney up before Disney can do something with him, I guess. Something big. He's only ever done TV, very little. So, he must have impressed the judges. You know what I mean. <laughs> I'm just imagining him doing a performance and then just hold up, like, the number cards. <laughs> Straight sevens. 
Good enough. That's how you win in. That's how you win on the slots, we've baby. All, we've been here all day. We'll get. We'll take that. <laughs> so, not a huge news, but kid has been cast. A lot of action. A lot of traction and action. That child getting on in that Shazam movie. Tell yeah. you what, they are two or three weeks in a row. They got well. What is that coming out? When? I don't know. I don't know. Next year? Sure. Why not? <laughs> uh. Speaking of WB, stay on there. WB execs WWB. were uh, the ones who ordered that the Justice League film be shorter. They held them at the whips. Yes. <laughs> Edit! <laughs> they said that, what I read anyway, is that they uh, wanted it to be shorter because most of Zack Snyder's Movies have run very long, and they're not on... uh, I don't like it. And they're not in the track of getting any shorter. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think they've only gotten longer since. Like, Justice League is the shortest movie that Zack Snyder's ever had his hands on. God. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because the first one I remember is Dawn of the Dead that he did. Was Sucker Punch really long? I think that was like two and a half hours long. What? I want to say so. Oh, my God. Justice League's only 119 minutes with credits okay. I saw today. Okay. I can look up Sucker Punch later, but I think it is longer than 119 minutes. Gotcha. So, the execs at Warner Brothers, the Brothers Warner. Uh, Warner Sister. Or, thank you, <laughs> ordered the short runtime of Justice League. I want to say it's wise. I also think it's wise. It's a smart thing to do. Yeah. If you want to get that money rolling in opening weekend. Yeah. Instead of more, having a three showings per screen right. as well. That's right. Get those butts in seats get and show it. Man. You could if you have a one hour shorter runtime, even a half an hour shorter runtime, you can show that thing five or six more times in a day. Shit. If you got multiple screenings, double yeah. it. Double it. Think about that, babe. Me and uh GHD Whoa. were talking though. But what if what? the execs shortened it because they know it's going to be a... <laughs> they know it's a... I don't know. So they're doing the uh, short run time for the opening weekend because everyone's going to still see it opening weekend. Yeah. And those extra screenings, they'll add up to more money. I don't know. I did hear a, a small rumor out there. Now, this is taken with a grain of salt because those... Uh... Advanced screenings are usually pretty biased, but... Should we open up the mill? From what... Go ahead. From what I heard from the (laughs) advanced screening so far, it's getting pretty close to the same reviews as Wonder Woman did. Oh, In its uh, reviews. Okay. reviews. Okay. Positive. Yeah. Well, Joss Whedon's got his little fingers in there. He's got his little fingers (laughs) in there. So, we'll see. Could the clusterfuckery of this whole movie would it work could it work will it work we'll see we will see very soon yeah it's right around the corner it's It's like two weeks yeah two weeks yeah not next week's ep but the week after's ep yeah oh my god we don't really talk about what we're doing next week we can spitball we'll figure it out we'll spitball it we'll figure uh figure it out on the WB train still, JT, Yes. Warner Brothers owns DC Comics. 
Yeah. And they just snagged quite a catch from their competitor, Marvel. Uh-oh. Brian Michael Bendis, one of the, I'll say, lead architects of the House of M uh, since the year 2000, is now going to DC Comics to write for them. It's big news. I know you don't care as much. It's big. It is big. <laughs> the creator of Ultimate Spider-Man and the creator of Miles Morales. Uh, the creator of Jessica Jones. The creator of Powers. And a slew of other things. Uh, he had his hands in a ton of events. Like, uh, I think, House of M. Uh, and the rest. <laughs> <coughs> had a, an amazing Avengers run. He's now taking his talents over to DC Comics. Well, like, what a coup. It is a coup. It's like Hogan going to WCW. Oh, no. Invasion. Yeah. Yeah. We're taking over. And is he going to be part of the New World Order? We'll see. Oh, man. He's going to be too sweet in all the artists when he's walking in there. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> But WWE might might get his ass on oh, that. No, <laughs> uh, JT, did you hear about this? Well, first of all, let me ask you if you like it. Okay. Were you a fan of the Lord of the Rings movies? <sighs> I think we discussed this. It's I don't think it's my cup of tea. It's also not my cup of tea. Yeah. I'm not into like swords and sorcery type of stuff. Like, I don't know. I like Game of Thrones, but Lord of the Rings never brought me in. Well... Does this excite you? Lord of the Rings possibly going to Amazon for a TV series. (laughs) (laughs) An unenthusiastic half yawn. Yeah. (laughs) That's about what I think. Mm -hmm. They've already done it. Yeah, they did. I don't know what more you could cover. And then they threw in three extra movies for The Hobbit. Yeah. Which threw in more lore. Yeah. There was the most lore. Yeah, it, it's too much lore. They're swimming in lore. I don't know. Maybe I should have asked Dinosaur Neil about this. He's a big L-O-T-R fan. Yeah. But it's also... They have movies out there that hit all of the... Even if it's not the entire story, it hits all of the big points. Yeah. So there's no drama in it at all yeah i don't know i don't know if they're doing some weird spin-off i don't know i don't know uh, you're gonna be like oh silvery character what's this sarnon guy gonna do like i'll hold on let me pop in the two towers and i'll tell you (laughs) ugh instead of waiting for for three seasons i can't even imagine a longer lord of the rings (laughs) (laughs) i know god those movies are grueling. They might as well just split up the movies into like six hour long. Like the three movies are almost eight exactly. hours long. Exactly. God, it's punishing. <laughs> <laughs> God. Dinosaur Neil once told me he could sit through all three like extended cut movies in a day. <laughs> and I'm like, I would rather drown in a bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even sit through one movie without falling asleep. 
And I will never, ever feel riveted, ever, to watch all three of them in a day. God. So I am not a fan of this going to Amazon. If they yeah. want to buy the property, go ahead. you got a billion dollars, Jeff Bezos. Do whatever you want. Yeah. But I don't know. And I think Molly Pop popped in, like, the, the first one. And I watched it, and I was like, yeah, okay. And then, like... She kept asking, "Let's when you want when we watch our two towers," and I, I always like push it off, like, "Yeah, we'll do it like next week." <laughs> <laughs> well, just mark it on your calendar. Yeah, uh, the same time uh, next we'll year we'll watch it. the two towers. Yeah. yeah, come on, we'll make it a yearly thing <laughs> for the next three years. Uh-huh. <clears throat> well, I'll tell you what, I'm a bit, um, I don't know if excited's the right word, but yeah. happy about question mark. Yeah. The chief architects of Universal's Dark Universe, yeah, uh, Alex Kurtzman and Chris Morgan, have left the franchise. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. Doa, yeah, it's, I think it's, <laughs> yeah. The Mummy really put a astounding stop to you, this that dark ending universe. is fucking awful. Well, I explained the ending to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. a total cop out. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I never saw it. Probably won't. I'll probably see it sometime. I'm taking a trip in December. Maybe it'll be on a plane. There you go. <laughs> uh, Run it on a plane. Uh, but yeah. So the main architects of that dark universe are out. They left the franchise. Don't know what they're up to. Bigger, brighter things. Greener pastures. Know. Yeah. Probably um, chewing on cyanide tablets. <laughs> uh, but I really wanted to see that Johnny Depp Invisible Man movie. Said no one ever. Uh, here's some bad news, though, JT. What? I think I brought up last week that the farther I get away from Blade Runner 2049, yeah. the more I think I liked it. Yeah. Even though I wasn't very critical on it, when... And it came out, like, negatively critical on it. Yeah. Um, I still gave it, I think, like, a B plus or a B. Yeah. But uh, I ended up, I think I liked it a lot more on reflection. Oh, good. Just You just sat on your chair and did the whole, like, thinker, like... Yeah. Hmm. Sat there for hours. Yeah. Just thinking. <laughs> Leave me alone, baby. I need to ponder Blade Runner 2049 <laughs> right now. <laughs> Well, all my pondering was for nothing, JT, because Blade Runner 2049 is maybe up to lose $80 million after its theatrical run. Uh, It needed to clear $400 worldwide just to be in the clear. Oof. And I don't think it's going to make it because I think it's almost getting pulled out of everything. Even after it debuted in China, the second largest movie going market in the world. Yeah. It still didn't do well. Yeah. Now it may be up for some Oscar buzz, so it might do well in the home market. Maybe. But theatrically did not perform. I can only blame one big thing. Probably it's runtime. Yeah, was a huge detractor. Yeah, it's for people long. wanting to be like, yeah, I'll go for three hours. <laughs> Two hours and forty nine minutes. Come on. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. 
Listen, I went and caught like a 10:30 showing of Blade Runner 2049, okay? I'm surprised you're still alive. I nearly <laughs> died, okay? I love how you've dropped that where it's like I spent 8 hours of Blade Runner watching. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very long day. <laughs> but I still enjoyed it. How do you like that? Go. So hopefully it uh, does find yeah, us. Yeah, well, you're like, I've watched more Blade Runner than I've slept today or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> and then you're still harping at me to watch those YouTube shorts. <laughs> like, fuck yourself. Did you watch them yet? No! Okay. I did want to watch the, the, the Blackout one. Blackout one's good. Yeah, but I don't think I'm going to watch the other ones. That's fine. Great. Uh... Uh, let me see. What next? Let's do Kevin Spacey news next. Okay. <laughs> so Kevin Spacey uh, joined the club this last week. That's what we're going to call it now? Yeah. That's right. The club. The club of along asshole with, shit. Along with the rat. <laughs> it has the... Uh, Exclusive members of well, not exclusive because it is just adding up members every day. Oh yeah, of Harvey Weinstein, uh, Brett the Rat Ratner, <laughs> uh, Casey Affleck. Oh yeah, that was a while ago. Though. Yeah, well, he's in the club now. Yeah, okay, he's yeah. with the bo- he's at the boys. He's with the boys. <laughs> Fuck. And now Kevin Spacey has joined the ranks in one of the most douchiest moves. But it's okay. Because he's gay. <laughs> no, it is not okay, you stupid rat <laughs> asshole. <coughs> God. Uh, so, yeah, he's joined the Look, ranks. guys, I know it was shitty, but I'm gay. Stupid asshole, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Think you'd be a, a shit-for-brains, cockhole, angry man yeah. your whole life. Think karma's not Could have easily gotten... A, he could have easily gotten some people to get on behind him by just apologizing and being like yeah i was young i didn't know what i was doing i it got too ahead of myself but then he was like no but i'm gay though <laughs> and then I was like, no what does that have to do with it <laughs> what does it to do with anything stupid asshole what a shit for brains kevin yeah. spacey uh so it's like if i killed someone and then i'm like but i got aids <laughs> like what? Die you quick. Kill, you killed someone, though. <laughs> yeah, but AIDS. I have it. Dude, you killed... Some... AIDS. Whatever, man. Okay, I guess you don't really... So you're a dirty murderer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, with that whole thing out with now Kevin Spacey, he's been dropped like a hot potato everywhere oh yeah he's been dropped from carol burnett's 50th anniversary show that's going to be premiering on cbs oh no netflix netflix have dropped him for two things for house of cards and a biopic of a gore vidal movie and just entitled gore gore vidal vidal gory gore vidal vidal Yeah. That's not happening anymore. That was also through Netflix. Uh, Sony Pictures, all the money in the world is being dropped from the American Film Institute's Institute's Film Festival. 
Uh, he's dropped from his agency and oh Jesus, his publicist. Whoa. <laughs> he might as well just take whatever he's earned and invest it very wisely for the rest no of his life. Shit. Because Jesus. He gotta go being a stupid shit for brains. Being a cockhole. Hey, man. I know they God, there's a lot of that's like fast. Like yeah. burning your burn your career up fast. <laughs> yeah. The fastest I've seen yeah. in a long time. But other people have come out against him though, right? Not yeah, just yeah. the one. Okay. Because right. if it was just the one, then I'd be like, that's kinda shitty. Mm. Cause it's like I mean, there's no excuse for ever doing shit like that, but like people have like their times they're like, oh man, I really fucked up. Yeah. Since that one story, um, a lot of people that have just been like having like weird stories about Kevin Spacey have just been like, well, this happened to me and this yeah. happened to me. Like even on a podcast that I listen to called The Weekly Planet, like one of the hosts has a friend that got like hit on by Kevin Spacey very aggressively. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they've always they've always held the story back because it like kind of outed him as uh, a gay man. Yeah. Like, he asked to, like, look down the guy's pants. Jesus. <laughs> so, they're like, we never really wanted to tell that story because it kind of made it assume that he was a gay man, which may or may not have been true, but now that it is, he's just a creep. <laughs> so, now we told the story, there's a, there's what it is. And I was like, Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah, there's more. Well, a friend of ours said that he was uh, had an encounter with kevin spacey but it wasn't like anything like that it was more of just him being a dick yeah like he didn't he would only <coughs> the i guess like he worked at a hotel and like the hotel staff could only talk to his assistants like yeah they could, you'd only talk through a like a third party every time he would talk to the help at the hotel yeah total dick move yeah who was that again? I remember that story, but I don't remember I who told it. I want to say it was uh, PK, wasn't it? That sounds about right. I want to say it's him. Huh. I can't remember. Well, verdict's out. Kevin Spacey, dickhead. Yeah. And I think I had a story in my news that where they, like, I guess John Berenthal said that he was a total asshole on the set of <laughs> Baby Driver. Oh, really? Yeah. God. God. John Berenthal kind of seems like a dick, but... For hey. him to say, like, Kevin Spacey's a bigger dick. <laughs> Where does he rate on the dick ladder? <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. <laughs> My last bit of news, JT, is a doozy. I figured you'd bring this up. Yeah. So, there was a bit of rumblings earlier in the week that Disney yeah. was going to purchase 20th Century Fox. Yeah. And not Fox, the station, like the the network. Yeah. But just 20th Century Fox, the, like the movie side of things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, since then, I guess talks have stopped. Yeah. And is not continuing. But let's just speculate <laughs> what mm -hmm. that, that could have been. Because yeah. that's pretty huge thing. It's huge, yeah. So, like, uh, immediately a lot of people think like well that's awesome 20th century fox has a fantastic four they have the x-men they have the properties that marvel can't use yeah uh and so 
with them getting them, they can use them in their film franchises, revitalize them, and maybe make them big, huge hits. Mm-hmm. Or make Fantastic Four a hit. Yeah. <laughs> um, 20th Century Fox also owns the original cuts of the Star Wars movies. Yeah. Which they have never been re-released. Mm-hmm. And getting those could have them on a... A huge home video release. Oh, yeah. Because the last time they ever were released in its original theatrical run, they're on Laserdisc. Yeah. And if you have a Laserdisc 30 years ago, you could have gotten them. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing is, with Disney buying 20th Century Fox, it becomes even more of a monopoly. Yeah. And that, and with Disney pulling some shitty things like they are with Episode Eight, yeah, that just gives them more fodder mm-hmm. to do more of that shit. Yeah, I am completely against them buying 20th Century Fox. Really? Okay, good. I was curious on what your thoughts of this news was. I, I, I knew 100 percent that you would be completely against oh, it. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I. If they were to do anything, I would hope they were in talks to buy certain franchises back from them. That's all that I want. Even if it is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Because, like, what's 20th Century Fox doing with it? Yeah, yeah. No, they're not going to do anything like, with it. just pay out the money to buy their Star Wars, their Marvel franchises back, yeah. and whatever else. But, like, buying 20th Century Fox would be a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. Terrible thing. Well, I think I I think I heard that the main reason they want to buy 20th Century Fox is because they're very much involved with like the streaming side of things. Because Disney's trying to find things to really jumpstart yeah. their streaming. Right. So yeah, the reason they want 20th Century Fox is so that they can use them as like a platform to jump off of for their big streaming thing that they want to get off the ground. Yeah. Um, Cause I think, well, I don't know a lot off the top of my head what 20th century Fox does for like television streaming. Yeah. But I know 24 is like a big, like 20th century Fox production. Yeah. So, I mean, if they bought that, that could go on their streaming mm-hmm. platform, other thing, probably yeah. anything that's been on Fox, but what would that do for like stuff like the Simpsons? Yeah, I know. Cause I think, yeah, I think, a big thing was that they were going to try and, like, take advantage of their whole thing with Hulu and then, like, have shit from Fox play on their streaming shit. But, like, Fox the Network has bought into Hulu. That's not necessarily owned by 20th Century Fox. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I, was I don't know how that shit works. Some, yeah. I was trying to read something into it, but... <laughs> I saw a headline that said, like, if Disney bought Fox, then The Simpsons probably would be canceled. And I've been like, that's weird. You would think it'd almost like do the opposite with that. Yeah, because uh, Disney always strikes me as like they try and appeal to as many markets as possible. Yeah, which I'm also, well, I'm also kind of not behind them buying up a whole bunch of their Marvel stuff too, because like I I like what Fox is doing in terms of trying to get other uh, versions of like superhero like uh stories out there right 
I mean, with like Logan and Deadpool, yeah, yeah, sure, that's great. Like, there's a lot of people saying like, oh, well, if they just if they buy up Deadpool, they'll they'll keep doing the rated R, and it's like, do you really think they would? I don't know. Like, Daredevil was pretty violent. Yeah, but that's that's like TV. That's like on Netflix or whatever. I'm thinking like if they take a property like Deadpool, they'll look at look at it and be like, well, Deadpool's really popular in in film, but there's only so many people that can see it when it's rated R. Let's see if we can how far we can push it getting away with PG-13. Yeah, I see that. That seems like more of a Disney move to me. Right. I want to see like how that if that were to play out, if they were to buy 20th Century Fox, and they've had successes like Deadpool and like Logan, these mm-hmm. these like creator-driven rated R movies have done very well yeah. to see if they would continue something like that. Yeah. I mean, we won't know, <laughs> but like, I wondered if they would see that and be like, well, it worked. Yeah. Maybe it was just like a fluke. We'll see with the next Deadpool movie coming up to mm-hmm. see if it will work again. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. Well, no, I see 20th Century Fox as, like, not to use wrestling terminology, but like the Monday Night Wars type thing, where you have one company who's kind of doing the same thing over and over every week, but it's working. Yeah. And then you have another one that's, like, just constantly throwing new stuff at you to see what sticks to try and compete. Yeah. And I think that's what 20th Century Fox is doing. Granted, it all doesn't stick. Yeah. And some of it's bad, but it drums up enough creativity where, like, sometimes you get even better things than the one that's doing the same thing over and over again sometimes. That's true. But... And I don't want that creativity to go out because once it's bought up and it's gone, then they can just do whatever the fuck they want. Right. Yeah. And that's what I don't want either. I don't want Disney to buy everything and then everything to be like homogenous and like the same. So like I, so yeah, anyway, I'm I'm completely against Disney buying because like I don't, even though I, I have not hated everything Disney has come out with. I don't need them owning everything because yeah. once they own everything and every, if they own every blockbuster coming out in the mm-hmm. year, they're all going to be the same. They can they can water them down as much as they want because you they know yeah. you're going to see them. And, and there's a difference between mass appeal and actually trying to get someone's attention. Like mass appeal is just whatever gets everyone's attention to just be like, Yes, this was this was fun. But when you get that that property where you push the envelope to try and get people's attention to be like, "Ooh, I want to see what they're doing." Then that's where the re- real creativity and the real like entertaining stuff comes out. Yeah. And just have just a competition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, competition like drives things to be better. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I'm glad things have cooled off between that, and hopefully oh, nothing actually so. has happened no. behind the scenes. No. <laughs> like, I am not a fan of Disney buying Fox. Mm-hmm. Big mistake. Huge. Because then I mean, the only other thing you have is Warner Brothers with DC, which I, they're pretty much just hitting each other in the heads with wrenches <laughs> over there, yeah. trying to think of stuff to make, and then that's not even a competition. Yeah. The one thing, like, with your argument with, like, Disney, like, doing the same thing over and over again. Like, I heard, like, just, like, the best quote while listening to a review of... I don't even remember what it was. Of something. Oh, it might have been Thor Ragnarok. I listened to the Red Letter Media guys um, review um, Thor Ragnarok, and they were just talking... Oh, spoilers! 
Right. <laughs> but they were talking about like um, the Marvel movies and like the ones that have come like before it. And they were like, you know, McDonald's has been around forever and they yeah. sell a ton of stuff and yeah. they never change their menu. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like it, that simple analogy just put things into perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. That's all my news. All right. As you smash As down I your slam my pen. pen. That's all I got, bitch. <laughs> <coughs> oh, excuse man. me. I'm also getting over a GD cold. Oh, gee. Not, not doing well. GD. Uh, Troy, The Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro's new film coming out. Yes, sir. Might be the film that we uh, that I've uh, got lined up for when you and Chelsea are gone. Oh, my. might have a few special guest reviewers for that one. Oh my! But anyways, uh, Guillermo del Toro says that The Shape of Water is his proudest achievement. Oh, and it's his favorite movie he's ever made. Well, that's good. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good things out there from Guillermo del Toro. That's true. Pan's Labyrinth. Yes. Oh man, Labyrinth. I love Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. God, I went to see that on a whim because I had no idea what it was with one of my friends when I lived out in uh, the burbs. Yeah. And we were blown away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. had no idea that it was also in a foreign language. <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime. Me and Molly watched it like the other day. And yeah, it it is striking how violent it gets. Very. <laughs> <laughs> like that shook me to my core when yeah. I saw it in the theater. Like it brings you in with like all of like this like uh, fairy tale esque type imagery, and then uh-huh. out of nowhere he's just murdering people <laughs> and like getting his face cut where you can see his teeth through his cheek. Wine bottling a fucker. <laughs> oh, 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 oh my god! His nose just went all the way in the back of his head. <laughs> god damn! I was like, I was never. I was like. Yelling at that bottle to just please break. <laughs> please break! Ugh. Oh, yeah. But, um... Troy, I got some Suicide Squad 2 news. Suicide Squad 2. News. Suicide Squad 2. <laughs> Suicide Squad 2. Squad news 2. <laughs> Great. Uh, they uh, may be adding a new member to the squad. Oh. Into... To maybe liven it up, maybe get some more publicity behind it. Oh my god. And it is already a big character that's already been cast in the DCEU. It's not Jared Leto again. No. (laughs) Playing two roles? No. Okay. Uh, There's talks of adding to the new Suicide Squad Black Adam in the form of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Really? Yeah. I'm gonna shove him in Suicide Squad. Shove him in Suicide Squad too. <laughs> really? Yeah. Test him out before he gets his own solo flick. Exactly. How about that? You got you know with the Rock, you got a hit. You can't go wrong with the Rock. You can't go wrong with the Rock. Check out Jumanji. Welcome to the Jungle. Coming this Christmas, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, all right. All right. All right. I'd be interested to see 
That cast with The Rock in it. Yeah. Well, I don't really know the backstory of Black Adam. Would that work in a... It's all, like, fucking weird. Like, Suicide Squad is, like, a hodgepodge of just everything. Because, like, out of everyone, like, he seems like he would be more out there. Like, he wouldn't seem like a villain you just pull out of a prison. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. But, I mean, maybe he could be... Like a foil for them? Maybe they... Hmm. Maybe they go on some, like, weird... Like... Weird adventure where they have to, like... Go to Egypt to find this relic or some shit. And then it unlocks, like, Black Adam. And then he's, like, a foil for I'm already checked out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's all I got. Um, <laughs> Troy, I know you did not see it. No, I did not see but, it. But, um, like I brought up when I talked about it, that the the girl in it that played Bev looked yeah. a lot like Jessica Chastain. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I guess they approached Jessica Chastain about if she would ever play that particular role in It Chapter 2. Uh-huh. And she was all for it. Oh my god. So Dream casting. There you go. Get Jessica Chastain in there for it, chapter two. Get on it, Jess. Come on, Jess. <laughs> the Rock also gonna be in chapter two. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna show up. <laughs> He's the new it. The Rock. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm Pennywise. You candy ass. You candy ass. <laughs> I'm jabroni beaten pie eating clown that lives in a sewer. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. Try got some uh, It's Always Sunny mm. news, actually. All right. Um, apparently it has uh, signed an exclusive deal with Hulu. Okay. So it'll be officially taken off Netflix. Oh my god. Netflix but losing things left and right. Another big news item okay. is that at the end of the last season of It's Always Sunny, okay. uh, Dennis moves away to like North Dakota to go raise a family. Oh. And uh, <laughs> when they asked, like, so, how's Dennis going to come back next season? He said... He's not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, uh, yeah. So the future of It's Always Sunny in general might be in... uh... See, I always thought that that the last season that they put up on Netflix was the last season they were going to do. Yeah. That's what I thought. I thought I heard that like a year or so or more ago. I don't know. I know there's definitely... Some cast members have been trying to get away from it because it's there's so many people doing their own thing nowadays. Yeah, Charlie Day's huge now. Yeah, and I know because I think um, Glenn Howerton actually got a job on a network show. I think it's on Fox, and I, that's why he's like being like, "Yeah, he's not." Dennis is gone. Yeah, that was just that was pretty much to kill off Dennis. Was that <laughs> like he's not coming back? Right. And Caitlin Olsen is in the Mick. Yeah, on she's Fox. in the Mick. Yeah. And then, uh, Glenn. Yeah, Glenn Howerton. He's in stuff every once in a while. Yeah. I pr- he's probably done the, I guess the least. I don't outside know. Rob, of what's Rob McElhenney 
Well, I've seen Rob McElhenney in some stuff. Oh, wait. Did you say Glenn... Glenn Howerton is... Was writing on something? No, he, yeah, he's on a he's on a show, I think, like on Fox or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what Rob does. I know he was, like, the sole creator. He's, like, titled as, like, creator of It's Always yeah. Sunny. Yeah, so and I've know. seen him in random stuff, but I don't know... I don't know. He's just, he shows up here and there, like, as an extra or, like, just as, like, a side character in certain things, but... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he would like to write on something. I don't know. Maybe. Beats me. But, yeah, so the future of What's Always Sunny may be up for grabs. Might okay. have to find a new Dennis, or it might just be done altogether. I am I would be okay if it ended, yeah. to be honest. This la- like, me and... Well, I'm not... I'll, I'll bring it up in my open watching, but me and uh, Molly Pop watched pretty much the entire last season of it on Hulu. Yeah. Like, it just came up not too long ago, I think. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I'll bring that up later. But... All right. Yeah. How about it? Yeah, how about it? It's always sunny. How about it? <laughs> um, Thor Ragnarok. We're talking about that later, Troy. Mm-hmm. I guess it, it came in with a $121 million debut. Mm-hmm. Big old, big old debut. Big old money drop. But is it worth it, though? We'll see. We'll talk about that. Talk about that in a minute. Just a hot minute. In a hot minute. <laughs> Speaking of it, Troy... It has been, uh, it's been, uh, uh, brought up to the Academy for awards. There's a lot of weird movies that have been, like, pitched for Academy <laughs> Awards this season. Yeah. Like, that did, and I think Wonder Woman did, too. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, I know Logan did. Logan I can see more for. I could see Hugh Jackman getting a nomination, at least, for Best Actor for that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of weird movies getting, like, considerations for the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, we'll see what... Because when I was doing some Kevin Spacey digging, <laughs> I also stumbled upon an article about uh, the Oscars possibly uh, boycotting some of the uh, troublemakers. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. So, I mean, that's hearsay because I guess um, they brought up some articles that, like, Woody Allen has had, like, stuff like this in the past and other people, and they... Roman Polanski has uh, been a very, like, notorious, <coughs> like, yeah. he, like, raped a 14-year-old yeah, and then, like, fled the country. Like, he doesn't even live in the U.S. anymore because if he comes back, you'll be arrested for it. Yeah. And he, like, won an Oscar at the same time. Yeah. Well, they did, like, after the, all the allegations, like, they did a thing. They did, like, a thing for him at the Oscars, and, like, people gave him a standing ovation. God. <laughs> like, after the allegations and everything. Jesus. So, I don't know. I would hope they would do something and maybe not uh, nominate people who like to <laughs> yeah. do terrible things, but we'll see. I think with as much publicity as on it right now, that if they don't, it might be a big deal. Yeah, it'd be uh, be pretty shitty. The next hashtag for the Oscars would be like, Oscars so rape. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Oscars touched me. (laughs) Um, I got some news on Shazam Mm. for you, Troy, on a possible villain. 
Black Adam. Or Shazam. No, not, the Rock. not Black Adam. Not Black Adam. No. No. All right. Uh, there's. They've been in talks with Mark Strong. To play Dr. Savannah. Yes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so you already are you? So you're a big fan of Shazam? Though? Yeah, yeah, I really oh, okay. am. Yeah, okay. I'm not. I'm not fucking with you. I'm sorry. I just didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, cool. He's been cast to play Dr. Savannah. <clears throat> right on. Who's Dr. Savannah? He's like a weird, like goofier Lex Luthor kind mm. of. He's like a mad scientist that is like obsessed with like finding magic. It's kind of like a. Like that weird teacher in the Fairly Odd Parents. Okay. That be- like believes that there's fairies, except he believes that there's magic and he's trying to find it. Yeah. Okay. But he uses like super science to like get there. Gotcha. Yeah. Weird man's bad scientist. So it's like I like Captain Marvel because it's like, or Shazam. Sorry. It's like. <laughs> What the fuck ever? It's like a it's like a cartoonier, goofier Superman. Okay. And it's like it doesn't take itself way serious and it just is like more fun. Gotcha. And it just deals with like magic and like all this other shit, so it's like it's great. I love it. One of my favorite comics of like last year, the year before, is like one written by Grant Morrison and it's uh, a Shazam comic. Yeah. Where Dr. Savannah like breaks into the rock of eternity where all the magic is located for Shazam to turn into Shazam. Yeah. Steals the magic. It makes an extra day of the week with it. So there's eight days in a week and it's called Beetle Sa- style. It's called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's called like Savannah day or something. Yeah. And Captain Marvel has to figure out a way to stop that. And it's just a goofy story, and it's so fun, and it's like, I love it. Speaking of eight days a week, did you get, did you listen to the Van Zookas Andy Daly? Yes! <laughs> Comedy Bang Bang? Yes. Because they bring up something like that, and as soon as you said it, I'm like, oh, that was a great joke. <laughs> I just listened to that one today. God, I, I love when both of them are on. <laughs> Because they both give Andy Daly so much shit for the fact that his characters are all exactly the same. I didn't think that show, that specific episode got good, really, until Andy Daly got on there and they started grilling him about shit. Oh, he'd do that every time. Like, he always just floats into the exact same, all of his characters float into the exact same thing. It always involves a lot of murder and, like, Satan worship every time. Oh, I love it. <laughs> just the minute he starts floating back into the old familiar shit, they just start losing their minds, like laughing at him. And it's so good. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, I can't even go on. It's so good. Like it can legit be a character that has nothing to do with that, and then it all ultimately floats back into someone that murders a lot of people. And he started talking about his ghost business. <laughs> yeah. uh, that one guy that has to hop on a flaming horse. Yeah. Oh my god! Just listen to that episode, everybody. Oh, it's great. How many bang bang? It's so good. Um. Troy, the Jordan Peele, director of yeah. Get Out! 
Yes. On HBO now, actually. Oh, solid. Also, an actor in the Lyft commercials I see every ten minutes on fucking Hulu. <laughs> Not as much as fucking Jeff Bridges. Jesus Christ. I saw the Tilda Swinton <laughs> fucking Lyft commercial like a million times the other day. <laughs> God. Anyways, um, he's set to be one of the people behind the remake of The Twilight Zone on CBS. Oh, okay. All right. I'd be for that to see what he does with that. Yeah. Do you think The Twilight Zone can hold up after Black Mirror's been out? Um, I don't know. I'd like to see what they do with it. I'm no, I'm all for anthology series because I think um, I saw a commercial the other day for Amazon is doing a... Uh, is doing a uh, uh, anal- or anthology on the short stories of Philip K. Dick called Electric Dreams. Okay. That looks really cool. Oh, okay. And they got, like, a lot of, like, A-list actors for it, too. Like, I think Brian Cranston's in one. Oh, man. And, like, um, yeah, just a lot of, like, really well-known actors are in a bunch of them. All right. That'd be cool. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I think that comes out next year. But, yeah, there's a trailer up on Amazon if you want to check it out. Oh, okay. I might do that. I'm going to check some of that out then does it feel like a uh, black mirror or anything like that it does or? have like a black mirror feel to it but i mean philip k dick is pretty good yeah so, and it's all based on his work like there's no other writing behind it okay right on i'm into it the one thing i guess that twilight zone does like have over black mirror is that twilight zone isn't necessarily just based in like t- technology which yeah. black mirror kind of is it's like the mm-hmm. horrors of like technology being you know like yeah evil yeah used evilly evilish devilish (laughs) yeah but yeah but it's so weird because like i can't see especially when you're trying to make a statement on civilization and we're so wrapped up in technology like i can't really see what else you can comment on yeah that's true i don't know we'll see we'll see i'm for it though could be fears, See what they do bigotry. Oh, God. No, that's rampant coming out. Not racism. <laughs> racism. Race, racism. Um, Troy brought up last week that uh, Taika Watiti yes. was looking to do a remake of What We Do in the Shadows. Yes. I was mistaken. Oh, good. He's actually doing a sequel. Oh. Or, more importantly, a spinoff. From what we do in the shadows, called, and I think you'll put it together when I say the title of it, We're Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right on. So they're doing the uh, werewolves, not swearwolves whole thing. Yeah. Right on. I love the title to it, though. We're Wolves. <laughs> W-E apostrophe R-E, Wolves. I love it. It's it's pretty ingenious, actually. It is ingenious. Well, I'm all for that. Love me, what we do in the shadows. Yes, very good. Do I love me, Thor Ragnarok? Stay tuned. It's so close. Just gotta wait a little longer. We're mere minutes away. Just, uh, you can almost feel it. Uh, I can almost can taste it. God, I can almost feel it. <laughs> stop! No, stop! <laughs> don't want to. Don't want to ruin dinner. <laughs> Eat that dessert. Um, and uh. Yeah, the Orville gets a season two. Great. That's it. Cool. That's all my news. Awesome. <laughs> uh, 
I'm yeah, I'm excited. I haven't seen any more of the Orville yet, and I've wanted to. Oh, you gotta get into it. I well, no shit. <laughs> I gotta get into a lot of stuff, and I just don't have the time. All right, I'm sorry. <sighs> I slam my pen down for another time. <laughs> After every news break now, you have to slam the pen down. <laughs> well, JT. What? It's done. Oh, there you go. That's that's it. It is done. Good. Okay. How many you got? I've got three. So do I. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, we'll go back and forth and see who has what. All right. Let me start with one of mine. Go for it. I'm going to throw it right out because Hot. I thought this was a shit trailer. Okay. It was a for a movie called Stratton starring Dominic Cooper. And it oh, looks like... I like Dominic Cooper. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It looks like a generic, like, action-y, like... I don't know, like like espionage thriller movie, like just run of the mill. It could be anything, like Jack Ryan or fucking Jason Bourne or any of those. It just looks all like that shit. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even really want to talk about it because it's like there's nothing to even pick out that looks interesting in it. Besides, like maybe I think his mom runs the organization he runs for, that he works with, or whatever. So it's like first trailer is not. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of like Archer. Oh, okay. But like taken seriously. (laughs) Yeah. (coughs) My name's Duchess. (laughs) But I guess Dominic Cooper has like his uh, OG accent in it. Oh shit! So there you go. That's it. If you want to watch something really good that Dominic Cooper's in, watch The Devil's Double. Oh yeah, that's really good. Really, really fucking good. Yeah. He plays the uh, both. The son of uh, Saddam Hussein and his uh, body double that he was that was sent to like make sure no one assassinates him. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, it's... you like had to sit me down and make me watch it. I know because you just be like, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. <laughs> and there was like one day where we were just like bullshitting at my house and we're like, we're watching a Devil's Double. Yeah, right now. And we it was fine. It was great. Was like, no, it's good. Yeah, yeah. That was, like, even before, like, he was a big deal, too. Yeah, that was, like, one of his first big roles that really got him noticed. Yeah. Because he legit plays, like, two... He's, like, two different people in that. Yeah. Like, when he there, he's acting side by side with himself, you can tell which actors... Which character is which. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's good. It's a good movie. Uh, my first trailer, Troy. Uh, that Oscar season... Fast approaching. Very quickly. And uh, they put out a trailer for a movie starring Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks called The Post. I have this one as well. Ooh, shit. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's it's supposed to be based on the true story of when the Washington Post put out the information on the Pentagon Papers, which pretty much just told everybody that Vietnam War is being total bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I w- I uh, didn't really know what um, what like set of papers they were talking about when I was watching this trailer, yeah. um, but now now I do. Thank you, thank yeah. you for divulging that information to me. You're welcome. Um, looks good. I mean, Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep. Oh yeah, and there's a lot of other act stars in there too. I think Alison Brie plays yep. a role in there too. Yeah, 
like lots of heavy hitters heavy hitters so uh we'll check uh we'll we'll see plus there's there's a lot of movies coming out about the crazy shit that went down when nixon was president (laughs) what else is there i don't know just a lot of like that um there's a movie that came out with liam neeson where uh he plays like the fbi agent that like released the watergate oh yeah yeah, yeah, I don't remember what yeah. that one is. Nixon called. was a scary motherfucking president. <laughs> I've heard some shit about him, man. Oh. I guess, like, because I listened to this podcast where they talked about, like, uh, like around the time when Trump got elected, they were, like, talking about, like, presidents that were just as bad as Trump. Yeah. And Nixon came up, and there was, like, they talked about times where, like, Nixon would get drunk and, like, call the Pentagon and say, bomb this country. And they'd have to, like, they like they like it got to a point where they would wait like twenty four hours for a confirmation from someone else to be like no 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 don't do that <laughs> <laughs> holy shit yeah I think I might have heard that same show was it like a cracked or something yeah like that? it was on cracked because I remember God. they were talking about Trump and then they're like you think Trump was bad Nixon was a fuck <laughs> God <laughs> he was damn. a paranoid bigot that would fucking get so pissed off at countries that he would like call in nuclear bomb strikes that like, but it got to a certain point where the Pentagon was like, we're going to wait for someone else to confirm this. Cause you are just insane. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Can you imagine being the guy that had like gotten that phone call and you're responsible for like, yeah. Well, the president of the United States just called me. I guess I got a bomb fucking China. <laughs> oh, yeah, wherever. Christ. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, the post. The post. <laughs> uh, it's on the arm right there. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, my last trailer is... For the final movie in the franchise, hopefully, for the Fifty Shades of Grey series, the movie is... not watched any of these, so I did not (laughs) include it in the slightest. Fifty Shades Freed, and God, they're still making these. (laughs) Um, This is supposed to be the last one, Troy. I hope it is. I really hope they just don't keep going. Ugh. But the trailer opens with, good morning, husband, good morning, wife, because they get married, and then he just buys her everything, and then she's jealous that the- Just explain all this while I go take a piss. (laughs) He he explain. he, he just buys her everything, and now she's jealous because the architect of their brand new mansion may have boned him. So she's like out to like get her. What the fuck? There's something. Is that? I it's it's garbage. It's a garbage film. Jesus Christ! Why don't they just like show her? Why don't they just show a bunch of straws that she's reaching for while they're at it? I hope they get decent paychecks and then get the fuck out of here. Get out of my sight. Yeah, I don't. It's whatever. I want it. I, I, I haven't. I've legit have not watched any of these. I'm curious because I've heard how fucking terrible they are. I have no interest in seeing the second one, <laughs> but I've seen the first one. See Danger, and I watched it on a lark. Yeah, I think two Valentine's days ago. 
Well, there's some sex in it, though. Le- yeah. At least get you guys in the mood? No. Really? That bad? It is... It's just un... It's unbearable to watch. Should put some, like, Cinemax on or something afterwards. <sighs> Maybe. I mean, we're adults. We can just watch real porn. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's... I don't know. There that's it. All right. That's it. Uh... I'll get into the, the, the one that I'm sure you're going to get a reaction out of last. All right. Uh, the other one that I saw, uh, they put out a trailer for The Crown Season 2. Oh, yeah. I actually just saw this as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Claire Foy coming back. Yeah. And it takes place in the swinging 60s, baby. Yeah, baby. And I'm not really sure. There's, like, talk about, like, some kind of controversy, but I don't really know what it it's for. It seems to revolve a lot around... Uh, um, like story wise controversy yeah. or like well, no, real in the, life controversy in the in the story. Oh, okay. And I know it revolves around a lot, lot around uh, Matt Smith. Like it seems like I don't know really where their relationship ended up. Like, is did they go through like a divorce or something? I have no idea about anything in the royal family. Yeah, because <laughs> no they they make it seem like Matt Smith's character is gonna be like fuck this shit, and he just like bolts or something. Yeah, I think it's like. It might have to do with the reason when they have kids, like, the kids are the heirs to the throne, and he will never be. Yeah. And then that might be it, but I am i don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So who knows? I don't know. I'm interested. It looks... I know... I showed a Molly Pop, and she was all like, we're watching all of that in, like, one day. I'm like, okay, fine. Hey, the first scene <laughs> was great. No, it was good. I really liked it. I really liked it, and I'm really curious to see... Especially, I like how they're playing with the whole, like, the idea of, like, this monarchy where, like, you can see it from both sides where, like, it it's a hell of a lifestyle to live. But then there's, like, people that are on the outside where it's like, glad I'm not in your fucking shoes. <laughs> like, yeah. her sister just looks like she's like, I'm glad I'm, I can fuck whoever I want. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. But still kind of, like, has to be, like, up to, like, a certain standard at the same yeah. time. I know yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, but they did they did a lot of that shit with the first season too. So I'm really curious to see what what it's like when uh, yeah next season kicks in. Yeah, that first season was great. I I think I might have blown through it in a day, day or two. It's real good. Yeah, it's real good. John real good. Lithgow fucking rocks at his fucking Churchill, and I didn't really think I can even, I didn't really see him as Churchill right before it. Yeah, he was really good, really flipping good. Yeah. Um. My last trailer, Troy, uh, it's for a movie called Red Sparrow. Okay. Uh, and stars Jennifer Lawrence. And uh, let me give you the brief synopsis of this movie. All right. Uh, it involves a young woman who's an assassin in Russia hmm. who is in a cover in a Russian ballet who uses her sex to get close to her clients and assassinate them. <sighs> <laughs> All right. What does that sound like, Troy? (laughs) And it's called Red Sparrow, starring Jennifer Lawrence. Did they watch any Marvel movies (laughs) before they made this? Uh, Let me figure out who makes it, because I think it's like... 
shit. I want to say it's like Universal, maybe. Oh, God. If it's Universal, <laughs> I could definitely see them up to their old tricks. <laughs> I can't remember what it... Yeah, I don't know who makes it. <coughs> God. But yeah, I saw that and I was like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Jesus. That is so <laughs> close. <laughs> To, it's, oh my god that's <laughs> so stupid you gotta be kidding me like no, that, look it up red sparrow is the name of it the trailer for it is out surprised they didn't call it red spider or something <laughs> like that i know <laughs> i know it's even like a color in an animal <laughs> like that's <laughs> it's so fucking close uh. i love it so yeah look it up right jennifer lawrence starring in red sparrow <laughs> do they have like does she have a partner and it's like eagle eye maybe and has a romantic interest in like the bulk <laughs> uh, time only tell oh my god well there you go <laughs> Before we get into uh, the review, JT, yeah. what, why don't we go over the results? Oh, the Tournament of, of the Random tourney. Movies? Yes. Troy? Well, it did come down a lot closer than I... Th well, it wasn't close, but it, <laughs> it came a lot more further apart than I thought it was going to. I thought this one would be a closer one than the uh, Richie Rich Green Hornet one. <laughs> yeah. But no, it, it's, it's unanimous that... Jason Lives yes. beats The One. Yes. That's yeah, what I I've, wanted. I've had some... There was a few vocal people that were looking for The One. I know Dinosaur Neil voiced that he wanted The One to win. He's got such a hard-on for that movie. I don't know what really? it was. Yeah. I don't know why. I want to say I saw it not too long ago when I was like, these graphics do not hold up. I, I've only seen the movie twice. I think I saw it like when it first came out on like DVD... And then I saw it like a couple years later, and I'm like, this does not hold up. <laughs> so I am all for seeing Jason Lives. I know. I'm for it, too. So that that will be fun. So, hey, if that wins, worst case scenario, we review Jason Lives. Oh, shoot. There you go. <laughs> and I'm also, uh, to make it more interesting when we get to the quarterfinals and semifinals, for the quarterfinals, I'm putting... I'm stealing a little thing from uh, Neil's show. Okay. I'm putting together, for the matchup, like six facts, and you have to tell me from which movie that fact is from. Okay. All right. So between Richie Rich and Jason Lives. <laughs> and I made it pretty difficult. I tried okay. to go my best. All right. But that that's like almost like a couple months down the road. Even, sure. So. Sure. But, so yeah, Jason Lives, moving on. We'll see where that goes. But anyways, Troy. This week, yes, I've got. I put the clues out there. I don't know if you saw it. This I've week, not seen it yet. We've got no. two comedies. Okay, some funny bone ticklers out there for mm -hmm. you. And uh, I even uh, to give you more clues as to what they are. I'm gonna give you the taglines. Okay, I found the taglines on IMDb, and I will give them to you for you to guess. One you. One you should be able to get. The other one, maybe not. All right. We'll see. All right. Uh, the clues I put on Twitter is one of them involves a comedic actor showing his junk. 
Okay. And the other one involves a, a comedic legend and an Avenger starring in a comedy. Okay. And uh, let me see. Oh, I gotta pull this shit up. Um, yes. So the tagline for the first one is from the guys that brought you Forty Year Old Virgin and Knocked Up. Okay. And the tagline for the second one is registration starts Friday, June thirteenth, in theaters everywhere. Uh, one of them is forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay. Uh, and I don't know what the other one is. The first one is forgetting Sarah Marshall. Thank you. And the other one is the Rodney Dangerfield classic, Back to School. Oh, <laughs> okay. Surprisingly, right. comes out the same year as Jason Lives, 1986. Hey, 1986. Yes, Had and it year. also has Robert Downey Jr. in it. Oh, my That's word. the Avenger. Oh, my God. All I remember from this movie was I think I saw it on HBO randomly once, and in the climax of it is a diving competition. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, and then, uh, like, Rodney Dangerfield jumps off, like, a million diving yeah, boards. Yeah, he, like, dives like. off the high dive onto another diving board onto another diving board and, like, <laughs> flips, like, eight times and wins. All right. <laughs> I think I've already cemented my choice. Um, so while those options are out there, I'm just going to go into a little letter we received. Really? Yes, because it deals with a little bit of our random movie tourney. Really? Interesting. Hello and hello once again. Just to let you know, I'm not dead, but <laughs> university isn't helping in keeping me that way. Hell yeah. Anyway, just wanted to say that as entertaining as listening to a podcast on The One would be, Jason Lives might have my vote. Fuck yeah. <laughs> also, I can only hope that Punisher Warzone is somewhere on that list. That bazooka scene. <laughs> <laughs> Among others, yummy, yummy, yummy in my tummy, 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 an actual line in a Punisher film, are simply amazing. Even if it's not on the list, in the future, if it's a choice between another Adam Sandler Netflix original movie or Punisher Warzone, there are options. <laughs> anyway, as always, great job on the show. Keep up the good work, etc. Signed, Jude Smith. Damn it, Jude. P.S. Also, I don't know anyone named Gabe. Sorry. Damn it! <laughs> Sorry. Jude, I'm glad you're alive. Yeah. I'm glad you're hopefully doing well in uni. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I'm so glad you're alive. God, we missed you, Jude. No, this means now, Troy. We do Punisher Warzone sometime. Oh, I fucking hate Punisher Warzone. <laughs> Sorry, Jude. Maybe we could do like a Punisher. Oh, my God. We should do a Punisher retrospective when the Netflix show comes out. Oh, but man. Then, like, but that's a lot. That's a lot of Punisher. <laughs> that's a lot of Punisher. And I already watched the Tom Jane one. <laughs> uh, oh, I already watched the Tom Jane one. And we're busy that week afterwards anyway. We, that's true. We got the leftover turkey out. That's true. But Jude... We'll figure it out. Thanks for your letter. Please write in more whenever you can. We'll figure it God. out. <sighs> Good to hear from you. Yeah. How's, from how's you. the weather down there? Got to be heating up. Come on. It's getting cold up here. Come on. Yeah, I know. They're they're getting all kinds of sun. Well, 
But there you go. We got uh, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall and Back to School. Great. I'll uh, put a poll up on Twitter uh-huh. again. And if you can't vote on Twitter, uh, I'll put a uh, post on Facebook. Just post. Because I've been legit trying to find ways to put polls on Facebook. And the only one I could find, like, try to charge me for it. Yeah, bullshit. Just, like... So Just yeah, put in the comments. So put in comments like <laughs> wh- which one you would prefer to see, and then we'll try and find a way to add that to the uh, to the poll on Twitter, and we'll kind of combine forces to try and get yeah. a it's, more reliable. So far, vote. Uh, it's been pretty easy to tell which one's yeah. the clear winner. I was thinking <laughs> for some reason I thought the one in Jason Lives would be closer, but people were really all about Jason Lives. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Jason Lives is way much of a better choice. Way true. more interesting than the one. This is true. So, in my humble opinion. So there you go. Forgetting Sir Marshall and back to school. You're all about back to school, Troy? Yes. Okay. About back to school. <laughs> I haven't seen... I don't I don't think I like Forgetting Sir Marshall all that much. I've been hearing people, like... Tell, I don't know, for some reason, every time there's like movies where I'm like... I mean, it was all right, but I'm not all about it. Like, every, like, five or six years, like, people come to me and be like, D- do you remember this one movie? I'm like, yeah. Like, it's actually better than I thought it was. And I'm like, huh. and I've had people, like, approaching me talking about, like, how they've, like, stumbled on Forgetting Sarah Marshall and they liked it a lot more than they remembered. Is that have the Muppet musical in it? Or the, the puppet musical? I think so. Forgetting Sarah Marshall? I think so. It's like a vampire puppet musical in it? <laughs> Maybe. I think that's what I think it is. I really like that. I don't know. Okay, we'll see. We'll see what wins. We'll see who wins. Forgetting Sarah Marshall back to school. Check it out on Twitter. Leave your comments on Facebook. And the contest goes on. Very good. Well, that leaves us at November 3rd, 2017. Ooh. Thor Ragnarok debuts in the United States, because it debuted earlier elsewhere, <laughs> with a production value of $180 million. Mm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Domestically, as of the 7th uh, of November, it has made $141.8 million. Worldwide, $450.2 million. Yeah. It's in the green right now, buddy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 93%. Yes. IMDb has it at an 8.2 out of 10. And you'll like this. Box Office Mom. Yes. Three out Buck- of five buckets. Oh, jeez. That's right. Box Office Mom being a little too harsh. Being a little harsh. Three out of five buckets. So. Did not receive all the buckets. Not all the buckets. Just Unless three. the buckets are a bad thing. Are buckets a bad thing? Uh, who knows what buckets are? Call us box office mom. <laughs> hey Jude, go go ask box office mom. <laughs> yeah. Get in touch with box office mom. Uh, so JT, what happened in Thor Ragnarok? Uh, we catch up with the beloved Thor, where he is being chained up in... Hell? (laughs) Yeah, it's like some, like, Norwegian 
like Googleheim or whatever it is. I don't there know. you go. That sounds good. But yeah, uh, he encou- encounters a being where he defeats them and feels like he has prevented Ragnarok, which is the end of Asgard. Yes. Uh, until he comes across his father, who tells him that he is no longer able to protect them from a certain person who might be bringing about said Ragnarok. Oh my god. And then events unfold from there that lead to crazy hijinks. Crazy hijinks. Indeed. Great, JT. Spot on. Once I again. Tried. I tried. I should win a trophy for that. Are you sure you're not going to talk shit about me like you did with Chelsea on that one? It was like, Troy, Jewel, Jules is just as bad as this that you are. <laughs> Don't act like I didn't hear that shit. <laughs> I've been found out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, very good. Thor, Ragnarok, third entry in the Thor franchise. Yeah. Directed by Taika Waititi. Totally different feel. Than the last two entries in the whole uh, franchise. Yeah, like, enormously different feel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, possibly, uh, influenced by Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe. Got a little flavor of that in there. Uh, very colorful movie. Yes. I en- very enjoyed that. Um, also, I assure you can enjoy a lot. I <laughs> Sure, I did enjoy a lot. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah. So, uh, where am I? Where am I, Where am I going with this, JT? Yeah, I'm curious on your thoughts of it because when we walked out of the theater, I was legit like examining your face, and you were being pretty blank about it. I was feeling like total shit that day as well. Well, that, well, then it, it adds to your uh, <laughs> your aura. I was not able to. To, to uh, read you dissect me yeah I, I i we went to the theater and i was that was like the worst feeling i felt in a while it was yeah. like my head cold just like hit me like a brick what? shit house oh, that God. day That's i the worst. almost didn't even want to go see the movie i felt so bad <laughs> but everybody else was so i'm like all right we're, we're let's go let's right. go um and so uh also, I, use my movie pass for this. Really? For at, AM, at AMC? Yeah, I got away with it. I went to their uh, kiosk, and I did it there. Because it's a MasterCard. They can't fucking... Unless, oh, I, they, unless they refuse using MasterCard, you can, they can't turn you down. Oh, I thought AMC was going to try to do that. Yeah. Well, they... It's it it acts like a debit card. It doesn't right. act like a gift card or anything. Right. So... Good deal. Because I legit, I felt weird about like going up there and like if they'd be like, we don't accept movie pass. <laughs> so I went to their like fucking like uh, their like mobile kiosk thing. Yeah. And then I just used it on that and then just read it as a MasterCard. So then I just took the ticket from there and had the guy rip the ticket. So I don't see why people use mo- that more often. Yeah, I know. Like when we pulled up to the theater, there was. Hardly anybody there, but there was, like, a line started out the door, but there was only, like, one person at the fucking checkout thing. Yeah. And we were, like, third in line, so we just kind of waited. But then there was, like, a line started to, like, go, like, out the door, like, into, the, like, the outside waiting area. Yeah. Where, like, the, the drive through is. 
and like some guy just walks in, does the thing, like in and out, yeah, and like he was and done. You just, yeah, you just like walk by the fucking ticket person, they rip it for you, and you walk, you walk on, and I was like, fuck, I'm gonna do that every fucking time now. Yeah, like there's been so many times I go to that theater and there's like legit a line outside the door and there's nobody at those fucking kiosks. Yeah. I mean, we always, we usually use them when I, when I pre-order tickets for something. Yeah. But like anytime we're going there, we usually get there early enough or like early enough and like, oh line yeah, anyway, doesn't so matter. it doesn't matter. But, but yeah, like they, they used to have two, but now they only have the one. I think we broke the one that one time. <laughs> Don't <laughs> give yourself away. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, um, Taika Waititi does a well, Movie Pass worked fantastically. By the way, I oh, loved great. it. Great. Love Movie Pass. Cannot Multi Pass. Yeah, Movie Pass. JD Three K Movie Pass. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Uh, stop distracting me from getting to the movie review. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Uh, showing his comedy chops. Yeah. In this big blockbuster it's movie. definitely peppered throughout, which definitely was appreciated. Um, very bright, very creative, because I think a lot of the stuff was very, uh, like, a lot of practical effects. Yeah. For the, for the most part, like, when Thor lands on that junk Sakaar planet. Yeah. Like, all those, like, weird junk people with, like, different colorful masks and, like, stuff. And, like, even when you're on Sakaar, like, closer into, like, that, uh, like, in the big stadium or even, like, around the, uh, like, the big, I don't know, the big uh, tower or whatever. Like, yeah. there's a lot of awesome costume design in this movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, a lot of was... weird, weird looking things that I'm just, like, just keep grabbing my eye to, like, oh, that's cool looking. That's cool looking. That's cool looking. Mm-hmm. So that was I really yeah, it was definitely it was that. definitely a good looking film. I I loved everything in Sakar. I was I wanted them to spend more time there and and like actually like explore the city more even. Yeah. Because I was like fascinated by this like city that was like ruled by somebody that's obsessed with like arenas and like gameplay and stuff and like yeah how how he was able to like hold like a city hostage based on this like their love for watching people kill each other right um and then uh chris hemsworth is, uh is pretty great in this low-key is back and low-key as ever uh we'll talk about that uh <laughs> <laughs> uh kate blanchett in this movie introduced yeah. as hella yeah um the big bad nemesis of the movie uh got a great design looking with her freaking antlers or whatever she's got yep. on her head oh yeah <coughs> excuse me um carl urban yeah who i mistakenly <laughs> said was keith urban when i was talking to <laughs> ghost hunter dave after after the show on, he'll put a boot in your ass the american way <laughs> Carl Urban's in this. Um, Idris Elba returning. Yep. Um, As Heimdall. Uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins back. Yep. Pretty much the only person not back, Natalie Portman. Yeah. Because she got kicked at the curb. Yep. And Kat Dennings, <laughs> also not back. Well, she's the friend. Of course, she's <laughs> she's going to probably talk shit about her, about you. And Stellar Skateboard, whatever his name is, or... 
<laughs> Tell her skateboard. <laughs> whatever, whatever his name is. The the Scarsguard. Scarsguard, yeah. Yeah, he's not back either. Um, What else? Uh... I, there's so like I I'll, I just want to go right immediately into spoilers. Really, and I'm, and I'm like trying like not to do that. Um, well, what's your overall feeling on the movie in general? Because I'm really curious. Okay, my overall feeling in general was it was a fun romp, but I didn't think the movie had a lot of gr- un- well, not a lot, but uh, not enough like gravity to it for to make the big things that happen in it mean anything. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard nothing but praise about this and I'm just been. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, how I review it is, uh, fun moments. Yeah. Eh, movie. (laughs) Yeah, that and like I couldn't tell if it was just because like I was doped up on like cough medicine and like was feeling sick at the theater and I was kind of just like uh watching it. But after I left, I was like, it was fun, but like it didn't. There's some there's some real fun moments in this, but like this kind of is what I was scared about when it came to like. Marvel like this kind of like it was all in all it was a fun movie but it lacked that substance that I was really yeah really looking forward to yeah so from here why don't we just go to spoilers okay yeah um if it's fun to okay it's it's fun to watch on the big screen if you're gonna yeah if you're gonna see it uh, I would totally go to a matinee like it's like a Sunday afternoon You're out like shopping. You're like, we got like, like two hours to kill. Let's go check out Thor. And you're not gonna have a bad time. No, it's fun. Like, yeah. But like, if you're looking for anything that like has anything gripping, you're. It's not. It's not. You're not gonna find it here. Yeah, I would not be. I would not have been heartbroken if I would have just waited to rent this. Yeah, I don't want. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, it. It's really cool visuals, but like, to go like super out of your way for it. Like a, a matin a matinee would be good. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're but they're like not to like totally like feel sound like we're shitting on the movie. No, no, no. Yeah, because there are things I really did enjoy in it. Yeah, but it's not like plot driven. What I liked, like yeah. I things I really liked in it, like uh, I really like the uh, the set design and costume design in this. Yep. I love how they spruced up the whole movie with a ton of color. Yeah. That was really interesting. The soundtrack the is soundtrack really fucking... is amazing. Oh, so cool. Even the score, the guy from one of the guys from Devo did the score. Yeah. So it's got a weird like synthy yep. like pop that also adds in the Thor like original score that they've been yeah. using. Yeah. And it also kind of connects over to like Guardians of the Galaxy where their soundtrack is so based <laughs> in like the 80s. And then here, it's like it's not technically songs from the '80s, but it's that '80s feel where it's like you feel yeah. like all of that stuff is carrying over into like where they are in the galaxy. Yeah, and they didn't even need to do that. Like it didn't, like it the the music kind of gave it an '80s feel, but the movie doesn't feel like no, it's caught in the '80s. It or anything. doesn't, but that music because like you're so far out there, like it's like 
it's that feeling where it's like you know like you shoot things into space where it's like when they shot like uh the, the honeymooners into space and you're like right. oh they probably won't see that for like another like like some like big out there civilization won't get it for like another like 50 years mm-hmm. like it felt like that where it's like even though they're very technically achieved like they're still kind of caught in like this weird like in terms of like pop culture like they're stuck in the 80s but they're way far ahead of us techno techno technologically yeah yeah um i also liked jeff goldblum in this oh i fucking love jeff goldblum <laughs> i could have used more of jeff goldblum yeah in it, actually and korg oh my god and korg <laughs> so like when i think you said it like a weeks ago that like taiko watiti was gonna play a character korg in the movie yeah and I was like, okay. So I had no idea what to expect. And when I saw Korg, like, I'm like, okay, here it comes. And then he's like, oh, hey, mate. And he's like, <laughs> got this really soft spoken voice. And I'm like, whoa, they made a real choice with this. And then I fell into it so fast. Oh, it's so I just good. wanted to see more I of know. him. I know. Every time Jeff Goldblum and, or Korg popped up, like I instantly perked up. Like I was waiting for. Yeah. Even, yeah, yeah. like, around the point where it's like, oh, I think he's dead. And then he just per- peeks up. And he's like, oh, oh, good. I'm coming by surprise. I didn't really know. <laughs> when, when, like, that one scene where Thor is talking to Loki, but it's, like, an illusion. And then Loki goes away, and then Korg tries to attack him. And he's like, I'll get you, ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get, get out of here. Uh, but yeah, I, I loved Korg in this. Yeah. It was really great. And I guess, like, Taika Waititi based it off of, like, New Zealand bouncers. Because, like, there are these huge, like, club bouncers with these big bodies. But they're so, like, mild-mannered. So, like, sorry, mate, you can't go in. The room's full. <laughs> and so, like, that's what he based Korg on. And so I'm like... Perfect. I, I don't understand the reference, but I love Dude, it. It's fantastic. I love that shit. Every time he talked or was just in the scene, like I was infatuated with him the entire time. I wanted more Korg. Yeah. Um, also, 80% of this movie was improvised. So, really? So says IMDb. And I think for a comedy aspect, that's fine. But when you're trying to tell a narrative... Yeah. I don't think that works. Because there's a, a few things in this where I f- felt like, okay, I can tell you're riffing mm-hmm. right now, and it's not working for me. Yeah. Like this sometimes movie, it works, though. Yeah, it does. But, like, I feel like... Like that scene in the beginning when he's fucking on that chain. He's like, oh, hold on. Hold on. I'm turning around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was... I like that. Losing my shit. Like they even did it another time where like any for, if it was anything else I'd be like okay we get it but like here I was just like it's too good I love it yeah <laughs> so I like that but like there's other times where like it seemed like well like for instance the Hulk and Thor back and forth that was like Hulk like fire like Thor like smoldering fire I felt like that wasn't really great yeah and I don't know if that was improvised or not but like. Chris Hemsworth kind of like laughs in it a little bit. So I'm like, yeah. maybe it was improvised. I, I don't know. But like, I don't feel, I, I didn't feel like it was as strong all the time. Whereas like, yeah. I, I could have used like a more of like a scripted narrative 
mm-hmm. to get some points across. Also, um, I didn't really care about a lot of the Asgard stuff. Oh, thank you. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I wanted to spend more time on Sakaar to follow Thor around, Thor and the Hulk yeah. around. I, I get why they needed to show, like, why they needed to go back to Asgard, but every time it went there, I... I can't even tell you what really happened. Yeah, I know. Okay, the minute they went to Asgard, like, uh, we're in spoilers, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the minute like <laughs> Thor and them actually get back to Asgard, I found it really hard to stay invested in it because all the shit that happened on Asgard, I really wasn't all into. Like, it was just kind of... Like, they had, like, small, like, story elements that made it a little more interesting, but... The minute they get there, I was like, I can't really think of something you can show me from here where I would be... Like, it feels like you're, you're falling into typical Marvel big finale right now. Yeah, I, didn't, I mean, I didn't mind once I got and they were, like, doing that whole Bifrost bridge battle. I like that. When, like, Thor, like, goes all Raiden on everybody... Yeah, but he does that in he does that in the in the arena like way cooler. I feel I I like the bridge battle I think better because he's like you can just see him mowing through guys like yeah, multiple but, guys. I like that. Like the fact that he did it to the Hulk and it made that huge fucking like like hole like in the middle of the arena. I was like, oh fuck, that's like I felt that was like even more impressive than when he was actually doing it on Asgard. See, like I. I saw a review after I saw the movie that uh, they were they said like the best fight scene was the Thor Hulk one in the arena, and I wasn't like I liked it, but I I don't agree. I think the last fight scene where like Thor is plowing through people in the Bifrost and like Valkyrie's taking people out and like Hulk is fighting that wolf, like I I like that quite a bit. Uh... I like the I, I I was a big fan of the arena because like being exposed to the Hulk and what he can do and then seeing how like Thor like becomes that like a uh, thunder version of himself and he actually is able to subdue him like that made it feel more meaningful than like him just taking out a bunch of goons in the end sure eh, yeah I I can see that um also like I I, I don't think I was just a huge fan of the Hulk in this either. I liked I I didn't hate the Hulk. Like the Hulk was fine, but I liked the story they built with him and Bruce, where like Bruce was finding it harder and harder to actually overcome the Hulk. Like he yeah. was he was like the Hulk for like two years. Like he like came out of it and was like, do, do we win Sokovia? And it was like. That's, that was two fucking years ago, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I like that part. Yeah. Um, I, I like I liked all that because it was like they're playing with this whole thing where it's like, is Bruce losing touch with like himself? Like, is he just is it going to turn into where like he's just constantly the Hulk now? Yeah. And I like they added that little aspect to his character now where like it feels like the only thing that really knocks him back into Bruce Banner is Black Widow. But she's like. Not in the picture. <laughs> Not even close to where they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, the, I I don't know what it was. It might have been just the voice that threw me off. Because this was the first Marvel movie and the first Marvel thing in a while 
that didn't use Lou Ferrigno as the Hulk's voice. Oh, really? Because he did the voice in the the Edward Norton Hulk movie for okay. the Hulk. He also did it in Ang Lee's Hulk. <laughs> and he also did it in uh, the Hulk animated series that ran on, like, Fox. Yeah. And, like, so I find him, like... And also in the 70s when he was the Hulk. <laughs> so I find him like like the quintessential Hulk. Like It's kind of like how Kevin Conroy and like Mark Hamill now are Batman and Joker. Yeah. Like, I feel like he is the Hulk. Yeah. Like Lou Ferrigno. So when like anybody else, when it's Mark Ruffalo doing it in this movie, it like kind of doesn't sound right to me. Mark Ruffalo does it? Yeah. This? Okay. And so it, like, rubs me the wrong way. It just doesn't feel right to me. It, yeah, it didn't strike me too hard with his voice. And I, I guess I didn't, like, I didn't mind that, like, because I heard that's like, well, he's, Hulk is technically a toddler in this. Like, he's two years old. Yeah. So he's learned how to kind of talk ineffectually mm-hmm. and, like, kind of, like, immaturely. But, like, he's, like, I don't know. Like kind of cracking jokes, and I'm just like, like I don't know. I didn't, I, I didn't like it. Well, if he's supposed to be angry all the time to speed, stay the Hulk, and he's like fucking around playing with a ball against the wall, yeah. I'm like, how does he continue to be the Hulk? I don't think they're taking that aspect with the Hulk though. Like I feel like, well, that's how it's done in the comics, but in this, it's like it seems like more of like a alternate personality where it's like it comes out of him when he's. When, like, Bruce is uncomfortable. Like, I feel like in the Avengers, when he said that I'm angry all the time, and then he turns into the Hulk, and then that's how he turns into the Hulk. Like, I feel like that was, like, the starting process of, like, he's losing himself, and now he's just, he hides inside the Hulk. Like, he doesn't know how to, how to, uh, like, deal with things. So, like, that's that's when he turns into the Hulk in, in Avengers 2, is when... He can't deal with the fact that he doesn't feel like he belongs in this world anymore. Yeah. So he stays the Hulk. Yeah. So it's not even an anger thing anymore. It's a, I'm hiding inside this alternate personality, which happens to be a fucking destructive force. Yeah. Which, I mean, I can see how people can be, like, kind of set off by that, because in classic iterations of the Hulk, it's usually once he's angry, he becomes the Hulk. But I do like this idea of it where it becomes, like, this it almost is like a safe haven for him. Yeah. No, I can see that. I like I like that view. Okay. You kind of turned me around to it. Yeah. Cuz I was thinking like the whole time like even though he, they kind of explain it like that in the movie like when I turn or at all times it always there's like one hand on the wheel of mine and the Hulk is on the other. Yeah. And so like when now that I've been the Hulk so many times, like, or for so long, I'm lost. Like, yeah. I got lost in there, and he wouldn't mm-hmm. let me back out. Yeah. And I'm like, I like that, but I, I, I guess I just didn't like the personality of the Hulk in this. He just yeah. seemed like, okay, like, he's got the mentality of a two-year-old, but I don't need him to act like a two-year-old. Well, the way I see the Hulk is, like... When he initially started, it was like, yeah, when he became angry. But I feel like when you are angry, you go into another state where, like, you just don't want to deal with this shit anymore. And then that's when the Hulk comes out. And then I feel like the Hulk is so 
outside of his personality that it really is like it's like another being like once he was like exposed as gamma radiation or whatever then every time he comes out that's his experience of the world and the fact that he was the hulk for so long like he started maturing like a human like he started like absorbing like speech patterns and like actually trying to see what it was like to live as this being that he is yeah and like being glorified as this because they even say like he kills people yeah like he's he has murdered people right so it's like I can't see like a ra- like a human being like there's nothing of Bruce Banner in the Hulk. It's just this being comes out and then once he gets stuffed back in, then Bruce comes out. Yeah. So I like the idea that they in- incorporated some kind of speech patterns and he's actually trying to manipulate some sort of like human interaction based on what he's been exposed to, because he is immature. He's also grown up in mostly an environment where they're like, yes, kill and we'll give you stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I just don't like my Hulk so talky-talky, I guess. Yeah. It's an interesting interesting aspect, but I can see like people that have like grown up with more of like the classic Hulk, how they can be kind of thrown off by it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad to see my point. Yeah. And I see your point. Thank you. Synergy. Coming together. <laughs> um... Uh, uh, what did you think of, what, what did you think of Hela? Because she was like an amalgamation of like a bunch of different things. Okay. Um, so like Hela in the movie was like a distillation of like three different characters from the book. So she's like herself. She's also like mixed with a character like Angela from the books, which has a very interesting history. If you ever want to look it up, right? she was a spawn character at one time that, Oh shit. That Neil Gaiman wrote. And because image comics are creator owned, Neil Gaiman created Angela that Todd McFarlane continued to use. So Neil Gaiman sued him for not <laughs> giving him permission to use Angela. And so Neil Gaiman sold Angela to Marvel in rights to do something else for him, for something else for Marvel. So now Angela is owned by Marvel. Another court case that I want to hear, <laughs> that I want to be sitting in, in front of. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is for the rights of fictional character Angela. Between Todd McFarlane, <laughs> and so so Angela, and when it was she was like introduced in Marvel, she was introduced as an Asgardian who was also Thor's sister who was lost in the tenth realm because there's only nine realms that Thor knew of. Yeah, but she was in the mysterious tenth realm, and it's Thor's well, sister. The way they set this up in the in in Thor, like they make it seem like there's an infinite amount of realms, but uh, Odin only found a means of conquering nine of them. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's how they made it seem in this. I sure. We'll we'll get into more of that once we get past all of this stuff. But yeah, um, well, was there something else? You oh yeah, to and add then there was another. Like she is also like. There's another character just called Lady Death, that's like the the physical, like embodiment of death. Yeah. In Marvel, and she, I think Hela is all those three things in Thor Ragnarok. Okay. 
So that's why I think like she will be like, if Thanos further on has like an infatuation with death, he's going to have an infatuation with Hela. Sure. And I mean, why not? Like, which would give him a grudge with Thor. Yeah. Why not? And stuff. Sure. <clears throat> um, I mean, she was fine, but the one thing that I feel this movie suffers from the most is that it's given sub- subject material that it could literally give a fuck about. It just wanted to make its movie. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you go into this being a fan of Thor and Thor the Dark World, you're going to fucking hate this movie. <laughs> because it's... it goes against all of that, and then it even takes everything that it focused so much on in those first two movies, and it eradicates it in a very, like, like non-triumphant way. They even, like, take characters that were pretty uh, substantial in the first two movies and kill them like they don't even mean anything. Oh, yeah, I... That was very, very weird. Very easily. Like, they'll just show up and just be like, oh, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, the whole, like, two of the three of the Warriors three get taken out in seconds. Easily. Like, and they just show up, but they just, they're just like, they're like, who are you? Dead. <laughs> See ya, Zachary Levi. You're yeah. dead. See ya, Ray Stevenson. You're Bye. dead. And then... I think, like, Hogan is, like, the last one, and he gets, like, a little bit of a standoff with yeah. Hela. But I was, like... Not, e- not even that, that big of one, where he just kind of was, like... He puts up maybe, like, a little bit of a fight, but he's killed pretty easily, too. Yeah. That was weird. Like, why even have him in the movie, then? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sif wasn't in the movie, but I found out that she was written out because she couldn't, like, make... Because of scheduling conflicts, because she's on TV, she's in, like, blind spot That's now. That's right. And so, she was written out of the movie, but she was originally in the first few drafts. I know. And I think she even, like, shows up <coughs> in a few episodes of Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., too, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, early on, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, early on. But, no, yeah, like, it, it feels like this movie could literally give a... F- it felt like this movie was written by somebody that did not give a fuck about Thor... Like, they just were like, like, I want to write a funny movie, and I don't care about Thor. Which yeah, I, I don't like me going, agree. me going in, me going in by myself, which I didn't, I wasn't a big fan of the second one, and the first one was okay. Like, I can see from being a fan of Thor, how you could be kind of pissed off at this, because they throw things under the rug, like, really nonchalantly. Like, even the whole, like... Natalie Portman not being there was like, oh, yeah, I broke up with her, whatever. Let's move on. Yeah, then, but they also did that with Pepper Potts. Yeah. So I'm like, eh, whatever. They're too big for this now. I get it. Whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. There was just... It felt like they were trying to move on to doing something different, and they didn't. They couldn't think of a more graceful way to move on to what to the other thing they, they wanted to go on to. Yeah. So I... Like, while I don't completely agree that the person who wrote this didn't give a shit about it, because they tried to add to the mythology by adding, like, Hela was uh, another um, daughter of Odin. Yeah, but what did they do with that, really, well, besides they say that she was the daughter? Yeah, they didn't... I Like, I'll, I'll go into that They're, more in a okay, second. Okay. But, like, 
what I think they did was like they heard the criticisms of the other Thor movies and were like, well, what we're doing isn't really working. They're our weakest links. So what, how do we make this more popular? How do we make this more fun to watch? And they're like, well, we can try to make it like Guardians. Yeah. And I've seen other things online that said, like, they compare this to Suicide Squad. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't think I went that far. <laughs> but <laughs> I think they tried to do that and just, like, make it like a fun romp. But, like, I want, I would want more because, like, Norse mythology is, like, yeah. steeped in, like, substance and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And, like, even though it's, like, based in the comic books, they're still pulling from that. Yeah. And, like, while they're playing fast and loose with it or whatever, they, like, when they try to introduce Hela as, like, a sister to Thor and daughter to Odin, and they break down that ceiling and it shows, like, the true history of, like, Asgard and all that. Like, I found that interesting, but, like... It was, like, a footnote. It was a footnote. And (laughs) it also kind of, like, made... like, uh, not Thor, uh, Odin out to be like, uh, like wishy-washy, like a, I don't, I don't know, like kind of a dick. Yeah. Like I, I like, I like when, uh, characters that you are not too familiar with end up being shitty, but he wasn't there to really defend himself or really show his true colors. So it was just like, so he was shitty. So what do I do with this now? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. You can't, you don't do anything with it. I did yeah. like um, when Thor and Loki end up going to Norway or wherever they went. I think it was Norway. And they end up finding Odin. And they're just on that cliffside, even though it was like bad green screen at some points. Yeah. Like, and just having that slow kind of talk and like Odin just ends up like just dying. I thought those were like some, some parts where the movie slowed down a bit and got emotional because i like cared at that point yeah a little bit more and i'm like oh okay and then they did it enough where i was like when it gets to the end and like well you can see it from the trailers like asgard is like laid waste to by a big fireball yeah it's like well now Asgard's destroyed and they made like kind of a big deal about like this cliffside in norway i'm like is he gonna rebuild asgard there yeah and that never comes to pass yeah. And I'm like, I thought it would have been like a great thing to have that come full circle where Thor comes back to Norway on that cliffside and rebuild Asgard where Odin died. They gotta build the Avengers, bro. I know. And I and I know that like they're still He's gotta fall trying on to that set fucking things the up. windshield of the of the Gardens of the Galaxy. Yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, I felt like when the movie slowed down and did things like that, I was like, okay, now I'm caring a little bit. And I wanted more of yeah. that. Something to grab onto where I felt like there was some meat to it. Yeah. Rather than just, like, s- surface level I, stuff. I like Taika Waititi a lot. Me too. I, I, I saw, like, What We Do in the Shadows and Hunt for the Wilder People had, like, some really fun spots in there. But I think in terms of, like, a Marvel film, like... <sighs> felt a little disjointed in terms of like the comedy to what they were trying to do with drama. Like I felt like once they get once they got into like somewhat drama, like it immediately cut into something comedic. Like yeah. they tried to it wasn't really like sticking too much, which I I don't know. Like I I I 
I don't know who to blame for this, like Taika Waititi or like the actual studios, because Hunt for the Wilder People, all the way through, like there's some emotional points in there where it still hits with you because it's an ongoing, continuing story. And with this, it felt so disjointed where I was like, I wonder if this is the movie that's going to really like play out like how much of it is the director and how much of it is like Kevin Feige moving in being like, well, this needs to happen in this and this needs to happen in this. Yeah. I don't know how much he does that. Like, I'm fairly certain he's like, we need to set this up, this up and this up. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I I don't know. But there, but it feels like this gets crowbarred in. Like there was so, there was so many scenes in there where I was like, this is, 100% 100% him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Something, there was some scenes that play out where it's like, it's got that same feel from his other films. And there's other things where I'm like, it feels like you're doing this, but it kind of, it feels rushed. And I don't know. I I don't know how to feel with it. Like, it, I don't, I, I can't feel like what you're trying to, to really convey to me with this. Yeah. So I feel like there's definitely those scenes where it's like, this is where they told me to have more fun with it, and then here's these scenes where it's like, you need to do this. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I, a lot of the stuff on Sakaar, I love. I, oh, I really yeah. loved. Yep, yeah. It's that's just the where, stuff that happens that's where it elsewhere. Yeah, I'm that's just where like... it shined was on Sakaar. Um, what'd you think of Loki in this? I thought he was fine. I think, I don't know. Like I didn't like him. I didn't. This. I thought he was. I don't know. I didn't find him any different than any other movie he's been in. I, like I said, I don't remember too much of the Dark World, too much, but in this, he wasn't. They didn't give him enough opportunities to act like low key. Like yeah, there was. He was trying to way too hard to be a fan favorite in this. Like there were some scenes where they like. I don't know where it would be like, I'm going to do this to act mischievous. But beyond that, a lot of it was him just kind of like following Thor and kind of doing what he wanted to do. And there were some times where it's like goofy where it's like, oh, Thor, damn it. Oh, you got you got the best of me. Yeah. But <clears throat> beyond that, I never really got that. Like, this is like the God of mischief feel from him. Like, there's the one scene, like, the scene in the beginning when he shows up in Asgard and he's been acting like uh, Odin the whole time and he does all these, like, plays talking about how great he is. I actually really like that. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Like, that's a total... The cameo? Yeah, like, Matt Damon is him. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, Matt... Who played Thor? Because Thor looked like he was someone... He looked a lot like Thor. You know why? Because he's another Hemsworth brother. Really? Yeah. He's not Liam. He was another Hemsworth brother. Amazing. And then Sam Neill. Yeah, Sam Neill plays Odin. <laughs> which I yeah, I love that. Like that was that was like a classic Loki scene where like Thor shows up and then Loki as Odin goes, oh shit, and then it's like Thor. <laughs> <laughs> like I like I like that. Like that was a classic Loki scene. I love that, and I love the scene. When um, they're still on Sakaar, and then like uh, he sends like a hologram of himself to follow Thor, and he's like, "Wait, that's not you!" And he looks over, and like like Loki's getting into shit to try and get away from them. Those are the two scenes where it felt like classic Loki. Beyond that, he just felt like like well, we can't make him a villain, so we gotta make him 
subservient to Thor in some way or actually be like a protagonist in this. Like he didn't Loki is supposed to be a character where it's like he's not he's not good, he's not bad. He's he's on Loki's side. Yeah. Anything that benefits him and what he wants to do where it's to be the most powerful person in the galaxy or whatever it is. Whatever uh is like caters to that notion that's what he follows and there's so many instances in this where it's just like well i'll do this because thor wants me to and it's like no that's not what loki is loki does what he does yeah i would say in this movie though like since there is like so much going on it's split between sakar and asgard and the hulk is in it so he needs screen time and there's also valkyrie in it it's like he kind of had to play like second fiddle this time yeah whereas like in the other thor movies and the avengers he's like He's up there. He's, like, one of the main threats. Yeah, but I would have liked some scenes where he kind of fucks them over by him trying to do his own thing. Because that's what did, Loki does. But did like, you want another, like, plot thread going in doing that in this movie? No, I don't want, not necessarily, like, a plot thread, but something that shows that he is still doing what he does. Like, Loki being subservient listening to what people want him to do, that's not what Loki does. He doesn't do, like, like a he, whole lot of that. Loki's man. one of those people where it's like, you keep him close enough to get what you want, but you don't keep him close enough where he's able to fuck you over. And it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, help me, help me, help me, help me. Oh, fuck, you fucked us over. Push him away, push him away. Okay, fix this. Now we're good. Like, that could have added a little bit more to the conflict. Because it felt like there were some scenes in here where they were just kind of waiting around for stuff to happen. Like, especially when they're trying to escape Sakaar and they're just kind of stuck in the Hulk suite. And oh, it's just yeah. the Thor and Hulk being, like, kind of, like, having this dick measuring contest. Yeah. Like, I felt like that could have been broken up with some kind of, like, weird, eerie conflict where Loki's fucking them over to, like, get something put over for him. Mm. Like, if he gets so into his life on Sakaar where he kind of fucks them over to be, like, the main guy here... Like, that could have broken up the action a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like, I've, I've never had, like, a huge boner for Loki ever in, in the movies. Mm. And, like, honestly, I think he was the best in Thor the Dark World. Because, like, he at one point, like, he's in a prison in that. Like, in, I want to say, Asgard. I don't remember now. Yeah. But, like, he's in that prison and he's, like making it appear like he's fine in there or whatever. Yeah. And then Thor tells him to, like, shut down the illusion. And, like, he's just, like, wallowing in a corner in his own filth and all that kind yeah. of shit. I thought he was really good in that. But, I don't know. It, like, I I don't know. Like, I've never been, like, a huge Loki fan in the movies anyway. I, I think Loki could be interesting if Marvel plays with him a little more. Well, I think he is interesting. Yeah, I just, he's like, in, yeah. I'm he's... just not... I'm not I'm not creaming over him. That's no, all, you know I'm not I mean? creaming over him either, but like in in a universe where there's so many stoic, like powerful beings that are fighting injustice and stuff, I like those characters that are wild cards that cater to themselves that every once in a while they do do the good do the right thing. But it's not outside of their realm of I need to cater to myself at the same time. Yeah. And uh, Loki is one of those characters. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about uh, Valkyrie in this? She was fine. She had some cool moments. Yeah. But I feel like they added the the uh, 
characteristic that she was a drunk just to make her seem more interesting because when yeah. she actually got into like the 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 actual like battle battle ready type things it was just like you're just another another super powered person that's yeah. doing stuff yeah cuz i've heard so many reviews where it's like valkyrie's like she's a sh- she's she's the scene stealer like she's the best part of the whole thing and i'm like well, yeah, she, like, she acts drunk every once in a while, and then she kicks people's asses. Like, there's so many people like that. Yeah. Tony Stark's like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You already I mean, got one of those. Yeah. I mean, sure, like, Valkyrie could be interesting. Like, I like the idea of her being part of Asgard, and then she gets, like, kind of put in exile because everyone that's like her's dead. Sure, that's kind of cool, but, like... She, I don't think she was good enough to still put over the fact that she was still a rebel once the whole, like, fucking, like, fighting people kicked in. Like, she just seemed more, she seemed just as stoic as everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, is there anything else we haven't touched on yet? We haven't really talked about a lot of Jeff Goldblum. Oh, so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was just Jeff Goldblum in this. I don't care. It's yeah, no, so good. Yeah, it was great. Just the weird, like, facial tics he has. Yeah. And, like, uh, being this, like, ruler over this town where... You know who I really love, too? The, his, like, second. Like, that, like, burly chick next to him. Oh, she's in a bunch of Taika Waititi stuff. Oh, my God. She is fantastic. Like... Her and and Jeff Goldblum playing off each other was like the biggest laughs out of the whole thing. Like there's a there's a random scene where uh he he's talking to Valkyrie and he's like I'm thinking of something to describe you. It starts with a B and she says trash and he's like no no it doesn't even start with a B. Were you just gonna say that regardless? Like they're just like going back and forth like. I was losing my shit anytime they and there's like another scene that's exactly like that where they just go back and forth where Jeff Goldblum is like so taken back by your answer where <laughs> I was like losing my shit like those two working off each other was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh yeah, there I I think this movie needed more Jeff Goldblum in it. Yeah. Like cuz he was just doing so many like weird things at one point like he's talking to thor and then just goes into like dj just, <laughs> just starts like playing like a keyboard or like starts like <laughs> fucking like what are you doing right now <laughs> but he's still just continuing to talk and then he has that wand where he like melts somebody and like thor's like d- like horrified and he's like oh god i'm gonna get out of my shoes. oh i think i stepped in it oh <laughs> Yeah, this is another scene where, like, the, the burly chick hands him the wand when he's, like, talking about punishing somebody. He's like, no, do you just think I melt people all the time? Like, <laughs> it's so good. Like, every time those two interact with each other, I fucking love it. Yeah. It's, they're so good together. Yeah, that was good. Uh, yeah, I could have used more. Too bad. Too bad. Missed opportunity. Oh yes. Maybe there's yes. some on the cutting room floor that'll be on a DVD. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, what did you think of uh, Doctor Strange in this? I, I, I liked it. I, uh, I liked the idea that like he's getting so into his powers that 
like time doesn't even really play with how he uh like can uh like incept it what are you trying to say i'm trying to think like <laughs> like i feel like he is so into his own powers that when people like kind of like go into his realm like they're very taken back by him See, I think Doctor Strange was better than in this than he was in his own movie. Really? He did more magic in this Thor cameo yeah. than he did in all of Doctor Strange. But yeah, because he now he is full-fledged like Doctor Strange now. Wearing his freaking yellow rubber dish gloves. <laughs> yeah. But I like it in this because it's like when Thor like gets in contact with him, like Doctor Strange does stuff that he does constantly that Thor is taken back all the time. Yeah. Like, the way that time cuts, where, yeah. like, he, he he has no idea where he is, where it's, like, um, even, like, that scene where, like, uh, fucking, um, like, Doctor Strange opens the portal again for Loki to fall out, and he was like, I was falling for 30 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, so, that, so, like, legit, like, that whole thing took 30 minutes where him going through the mansion, like, cutting and shit, uh-huh. where it's, like, so, like, to a regular person, would that have been, like, a few hours? Like, it, like, Doctor Strange is so caught up in his own magic where I'm feeling like if you do a second Doctor Strange movie, like, you won't even, you won't even be able to comprehend it because he's so all over the place now. Yeah. Like, I feel he can be nothing but a side character. Yeah, I I would be fine with just Doctor Strange, like, appearing in other things rather yeah. than have his own adventures, like, yeah. in his own movie. But I like that because it's like, it's like a Doctor Manhattan scenario where he's so caught up in his own magic where even if you try to have a conversation with him or just, like, hang out with him in general, you're so taken back where you're like... Dude, I need to stop talking to you or I'm going to barf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to puke. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I loved that whole thing they played out with him. Yeah, that was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm trying to think of other things I enjoyed. So I, I, didn't fe- I don't feel like I've just been shitting on this movie forever. But um, I, re- I, I like the really... the. This movie came out in the 100th birthday of Jack Kirby. Yeah. One of the guys who first helped create this character for mm-hmm. Marvel Comics. Yeah. And this movie was very Jack Kirby inspired, mm-hmm. especially when you're on Sakaar and you see all these weird designs and like everybody in the Grandmasters, like, I don't know, throne room while they're watching the Hulk and Thor fight down there. Yeah. Anybody that you see in the background, is a complete Jack Kirby, like design or creation. Oh, cool. And so like, he had a ton of influence and in his art wise on this movie, which I really appreciated. And for his hundredth birthday. Awesome. Like, there you go. Great to throw it in there. Um, that and the sound, uh, Chris Hemsworth is really great in this. I liked his comedic timing. Yeah. I like him anytime he's done comedy stuff before this, too. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, really good. Like, he plays like that. He's like, he plays like a mild, like, dumb jock type. Yeah. But, no, I like how he, how he, how he encompassed that into Thor in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, I mean, the only things I'm really missing is just something, some, some heft, some meat mm-hmm. to this. I really wanted to care about what was actually going on. And, yeah. like, at the end, like, 
it was a big fight, but that's just all. That's there's what, no substance. Yeah, that's what Marvel does all the time. Was is just these big, elaborate like, um, climaxes, which I was just. By the time they got to Asgard, I was like, I kind of can tell what's going to happen from here. Yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of checked out. There was actually a few times where I was like almost like nodding off, or I'm like. Well, I actually got up and went to the bathroom during this movie. <laughs> and like, granted, I really fucking had to go to the bathroom, yeah. but like, I usually don't like yeah. get up. And I was like, well, I, I, I need to piss real bad. <laughs> piss is taking. A- <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. It took but the piss out of you. It really did. Saying. It did. Um, yeah. So like, when Asgard was destroyed, like in the movie, I was just like, there's no, I don't know, there's no real heft. To this, yeah. I guess. The only people you really see die are just, like, soldiers. And that doesn't have anything. You never really got to know anybody. Anybody that you already did know yeah. got taken out, like, in an instant. Yeah. I know, yeah. The people that you actually were invested in died, like, in the beginning very fast. And the people, like, um, Carl Urban is just introduced in this movie, and I didn't give a shit about him. Like, yeah. He had a like, funny moment when he was introduced. Yeah, and then the minute he starts teaming up with the Hella, <laughs> he just spends the whole movie being like, ooh. Yeah, just like ooh, a... Oh my gosh, I'm disgusted by this, but I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to die. Yeah, an apprehensive lapdog is what he was. Yeah, and then at the end when he's just like, I don't agree with any of this, and then he busts out, of a, busts out with a bunch of like AKs. Yeah. And then they're just like... And then she's just like, oh, well, you're not fighting for me anymore. And then... She does, like, well, is her, like, only power to just, like, manifest daggers and throw them? That Seems was, like it. That's it. <laughs> like, so your big thing is you just manifest swords and daggers and throw them. Yeah. Uh, oh, they finally uh, said that the Infinity Gauntlet in the throne room, or the weapons room was fake. So everyone can oh, shut yeah. up about it. Yeah. That was about it. Uh <sighs> But there was like the yeah. the tesseract was in there too. Yeah, Molly brought up I didn't I didn't catch this, but Molly brought up that like they made it seem like uh Loki could have easily like stolen the tesseract and left. Oh. I guess. She brought up a thing where like he, there's like this random scene where Loki's like wandering through the weapons room and it looks like she like he could uh like he was trying to nab the tesseract. And then, like, there was that whole talk about going back to Earth where it was, like, Loki is, like, developing the same plan he had from the first Avengers. Okay. Well, whatever. Which, I mean, like, out of any- anything Loki, like, that sounds like the coolest thing for her. It's just, like, he's trying to do the exact... Like, I would love, like, a scene from the next Avengers movie where he's trying to... Do, do the exact same Do shit. the exact same thing, and then it's, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it, it gets shut down by fucking, um... Ah, fuck. What's his name? Right away. Josh Brolin. Oh, Thanos? Yeah, like Thanos just <laughs> shuts it down. That'd be hilarious. Where it's like, the all of, all like, the entire fucking movie of Avengers is shut down by Thanos, like, minute one. <laughs> would be hilarious. And that yeah. would actually, like, show how powerful he is, like, in the get-go. Yeah. That'd be pretty sweet. I would, I would like that a lot. <laughs> uh... So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't got much else to say about Thor. It was like, at surface level, it was a good time. 
But if you're looking for anything for substance, like yeah. uh, it's kind of lacking. It's yeah, it's it's like a, it's a popcorn film. Yeah. It's, you, you don't go into it expecting more to be revealed in terms of the Marvel films or like mythology to be like, oh fuck, I need to know what goes on in this. It's they're characters from Marvel, but it's just it's a standalone almost. Yeah. Well, it definitely is. Yeah. But I I don't know. Um, so I, I think I'm going to give this... Uh, I don't know. B minus? That was about where I was going to. Yeah. B minus C plus for me. Yeah. Like it's... There's nothing really there that I really stuck with me. And like I said, I, I would not have been heartbroken to see this as a rental, but... If you really need to see it, I would say matinee. Yeah. I want to try to see it, like, n- not again in the theaters, but I want to, when I, like, if I rent it again, I want to see, like, how well it holds up, or if I'll like it more, knowing what I'm in for. Because maybe if I just go into it with, like, just no expectations, and just, like, let it wash over me, yeah. if I'll have, like a like, a better time watching it. I don't know. I, don't know, I was, I was going into this like review being super excited because I was even telling Molly Popper I'm like, I know how I feel, but like when we left that theater, I have no idea what because there was <laughs> I people was a zombie. Yeah, there was people around <laughs> us like praising it, and I was looking over at you, and you're just kind of this blank look on your face where I was like, well, now no, looking back, you were sick, but like <laughs> I was like, I don't, like. Usually Troy has a look on his face when he's either trying to like throw me off on the review. <laughs> I'm always trying to throw you every yeah. time we see you. Yeah, like either together. you're trying to throw me off or people are saying things you don't agree with and you're trying to be nice. And I was like, I couldn't tell this time, and I'm really curious. Yeah, but now we're pretty much on par. Like right. this is pretty much right on on the dot. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. There was no substance, but there was some fun stuff in there where I wouldn't completely. Push it aside. Right, right. I mean, they did... I guess they did, like, interesting things with actually Thor that they could use farther down the line. Yeah. So, I mean... I thought there was more interesting stuff with Hulk that they could use further down the line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> so, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see further down the line, I suppose. We shall see. Uh, yes, we will. Uh, well, other than uh, Thor Ragnarok, is there anything else that you've been into that you decide that you want to bring up? <laughs> um, I uh, I saw the movie Gerald's Game on oh, Netflix. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I really liked it. I, I, I really liked it a lot, actually. And there, oh, there's a scene in there that is, like, so fucking disgusting. <laughs> okay. Like, it's like... <laughs> 127 hours esque type uh, like okay. scene where oh man it's it's a lot to get through but it's like it's it's really good and they like uh they play up the whole scenario when she's uh stuck in the bed where uh she uses um her uh, husband that died and like a version of herself as like the devil and angel on her shoulder where, like, the the husband's, like, being very discouraging, and then the version of her is, like, giving her, like, more uh, ideas on how to survive still. Like, I really like that, like, uh, 
that like relationship that they have. And I think like the guy that plays Gerald in this, like I've seen him in a bunch of other things, but this is one of my favorite things I've ever seen him in. Okay. Like he really plays it up really well and it it's uh it's really interesting. It does like not to like get on your bandwagon of like, oh there's a bunch of there's always mystical shit in Stephen King uh, Stephen King shit. There is a little bit of a Stephen King-esque <laughs> type. It is very Stephen King-esque. And there's like a Stephen King-type twist at the end of this where it's like, yeah, it's Stephen King. Yeah. But, no, they they play it up in a way where it's it's still pretty You're interesting. Coming like, around, JT. No, like, they play it up in a way where it's still pretty interesting. Like, I really liked... Um, it it deals a lot with like uh domestic abuse and kind of like the whole like this woman like putting in a put in a situation where she actually has to examine her life and be like like did i put this on myself like how can i make myself a better person stuck in this situation like i thought it was really fascinating i actually kind of liked it a lot Gerald's right. game check it out uh, that's the second positive review I've heard from a close friend. So good. Maybe I will check it out. Good, good, good. Very good. And uh, me and Molly Pop saw the Beguiled. What's that? The uh, the film on it. It has uh, Nicole Kidman and Kirsten Dunst and Colin Farrell in it, and it's based on like a 1971 movie about a Union soldier who was injured and is uh, brought to this all girls school in the South. Okay. Where they all kind of like get, uh, like propositioned by him, and kind of turns them all against each other, like in like a very like sexual manner. Okay. And uh, from what I heard of the remake compared to this, I feel the remake is a little more like plays on that a little bit more than this. Like in this. I feel like there's some things that could, that could be taken out of context that it's like, I mean, sure, but I mean, it could also be this too, but, um, I mean, it was, it was all right. I wouldn't go out of my way to see it, but if you all ever right. get a chance to see it, I mean, the beguiled, it's, right. it's fine. I won't go out of my way. No, <laughs> it's, it's fine. Like I've heard, I heard like a bunch of sterling reviews for it. So I was like, oh, I'll check it out. And then I was like. I think he kind of built it up a little more than it should have been. All right. <laughs> Good deal. And uh, me and Molly Pop watch It's Always Sunny. The uh, the last season of It's Always Sunny that has been put up on Hulu, like the entire thing. And I, it's one of the stronger seasons, I'd say. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I watched, I think, the first three episodes, I think, this last weekend, too. Yeah. I was, um, yeah, I was into it. I wasn't it's a huge fan of the season before that. Yeah, there was there was definitely one episode in the season before that, like the one where they go through Frank's eyes, where I was like, "Ugh, this is not good." I don't remember that one. Must have been real good. I also didn't like the la- one the season before that where it's the last two episodes on the, on that boat. Yeah, that one's not so like great either. either. But there's one in this one where <laughs> they uh, there's one in this one where they they do the uh, making a murderer. Like spoof, <laughs> okay. Where like they accuse Dennis of killing uh, Maureen Ponderosa <laughs> because okay. like she shows up in an alleyway with her neck broken. So uh-huh. they like, so they make up this documentary where it makes it seem like Dennis killed her when she when he actually really didn't. <laughs> All right, which is pretty fucking funny. 
There's also a musical episode, which I'm always a fan of. Oh yeah. And you no, know, you'll you'll love it too because in that one they just they have like a random scene where they're interviewing Frank and he keeps burping all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and they find out about how he like liquefied people in Vietnam and ate them. Oh, so then like he goes like, oh, excuse me, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> he goes to the bathroom with his microphone on. He's like, I can't believe they found out I ate these people. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, I need to get to that out. <laughs> like the minute they did it, I was like, oh shit. And then like, uh, like. Charlie's like high on ketamine, so like any, every time they interview Charlie, he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> they do like an interrogation scene with them, and it's like, "So you watch Jenna's killer?" Yeah. <laughs> they totally jinx the shit. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. Like he's like, so, like, so you watch him kill her? Yeah. Like, were you involved in any way? Oh yeah, I helped him. Yeah. <laughs> They made him like fucking Brendan Dassey in it, and he keeps asking when he can watch wrestling next. <laughs> like he just, he just, it's so fucking good. God like that's my favorite it. episode of the whole season. All right, I'll have to go and find that one then. <laughs> he just keeps talking about wrestling and saying yeah every time they interview him. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's great. Anything else? That's, that's it. it. That is it. Um, besides watching a few episodes, if it's always sunny, uh, I actually watched it's this series is always suggested to me on YouTube. So I like always what I'm like, I don't, I don't need to watch this. I don't want to watch it, but Chelsea <laughs> watched one because it was with one of her like favorite celebrities or whatever, but it's a series called hot ones. And it's like a series where, the interviewer sits down with 10 hot wings and each progressively get hotter. And he just asks him questions. A celebrity, like just a couple questions while they're eating spicier and spicier wings. Yeah. And like, for whatever reason, I really got into it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Well, just like this last weekend, I watched like five episodes of it and they're all like only like 15 minutes each or whatever. Yeah. But, like, by the end, they're eating, like, wings so spicy that, like, <laughs> they're just, like, fuck you. Fuck. Like, because they're, like, half a million Scoville units or something oh like that. God. And, like, Bobby Lee is one of the people that they interview, <laughs> and he shits his pants. <laughs> and it's not, an, it's not a show. Like, it's not an act. He actually shits his pants that he can't handle the heat. Bobby, first of all, Bobby Lee is a mess of a person. Yeah. I think he's a gross human being, <laughs> but he shit his pants. But he's on I'm, love. He's good on love. I don't care about love. <laughs> Quit trying to push love on me, you creep. I'm going to make you watch love, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's I think, all I've been into this last week. That's about all. Well, God damn it. So, JT, if people want to hit uh, you up about uh, our random... About love? <laughs> no, not about love. If you want to hit you up about uh, our random uh, tourney movie... Random, random movie... Random movie tourney. Uh, tournament of random movies. There we go. Where can they do that? They can find me at Bucky for Everyone on Twitter. Also, Bucky for Everyone on Instagram. And, hey, why not Bucky for Everyone on Snapchat. Troll... 
You can find me at Troy to the Max on Twitter. You can find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. While you're on there, send us something that's 280 characters. God, I saw so many fucking dumb jokes involving 280 characters where I almost want to quit Twitter. <laughs> the first day it was a thing, I wanted to fucking burn it to the ground. Yeah, look at all the letters I can make. Cool. So, not to, like, totally go off the rails on our, like, fucking plugs or whatever, but, like, so I follow, like, current day Seinfeld or whatever. Yeah. And now that's 280 characters, he hit, like, enter a ton of time. So there was, like, a ton of blank space, and at the end it's, like, Jerry gets an iPad. But, like, at the very bottom of all this nothing was just, like, a blank thing on Twitter. And I was like, this is what 280 characters does. That's enough. I've had enough of it already. Go back to 140, I thought something was wrong with my Twitter feed because I scrolled forever for it to get down to the bottom of that shit. (laughs) Fuck you, current Seinfeld or whatever. Nobody knows how to handle 280 characters. No. In fact, the first tweet I did that 280 characters could do was, like, all I ever asked for was 141. Because I'm always one character short of what I need. Exactly. That's all I ever needed. I know. I'm always like, oh, fuck. Well, no more. There's been, like, some tweets where I'm like, shit. And then I just, like, cut out all the punctuation. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Like, that's about it. That's the the furthest I've gotten. Anyway. So you can find us on Twitter. Yeah, find us on Twitter. <laughs> you can find uh, all of... If you of... send us anything more than 141 characters, we'll delete you. <laughs> yeah, we will. Promise. Uh, you can also find all of our new episodes uploaded on Facebook. You also find our uh, uh, random movie tourney also on Facebook. Yes. Vote for your next favorite movie this week. Yes. Uh, all either, of our... either Forgetting Sarah Marshall or Back to School. That's right. All of our new episodes are uploaded on Podbean at reviewreviewpod.podbean.com. Yes. Follow us on there. But if you don't wish to do that, we are also on other platforms such as Google Play, uh, Stitcher, uh, iTunes. And if you use the iTunes route, hey, why don't you rate? Subscribe to us there. Give us a comment if you like the show. Helps other people find the show as well. Come on. Also, if you've got something longer than 280 characters to say, you can do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Our inboxes are open. Yes. We are ready and willing to receive your mail. And able. That's right. (laughs) To receive your electronic mail. Exactly. So many avenues to find us at. So many. Find us. We're there. We are there. We're here for you. We are. Jude did it. Jude did it. He answered the call. He answered the call. Last week, we were like, we want to hear from somebody from down under. Hashtag be like Jude. Hashtag hey Jude. (laughs) He probably gets that a lot. Hashtag eight days a week. (laughs) Uh, uh, he gets that a lot. I'm pro- I'm very sorry. Uh, anyway, 
Uh, We've legit have had two Beatles references that make sense on this show. Hey Jude and eight days a week. I say that's a theme. That's a good theme that we inadvertently nailed. We need to find a way to incorporate a yellow submarine into our next show. Let's let's review really yellow submarine next week. Why not? I think my dad has them on VHS. I like I like saw it pop up when I was like looking up random movies and I was like. This sounds awful, and I want to watch it. It's a trip. I've seen it. It is <laughs> fucked up. I don't know. You know the weird, like, trip and walk hard? Yeah. When he, like, takes That's acid with the Beatles? All the Yellow Submarine? That's what the Yellow Submarine is like for, like, 120 minutes. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's the show. Next week might be a surprise. Might drop it on you. Yeah. Like a hot... Look, look for us on Twitter. We'll we'll figure out something. That's right. Uh, it's but our I'm, one free week front free week of all of November. November's packed. It's packed, packed, babe. So send us send us something that we, we might do. Punisher Warzone. Who knows? Send us send Jude. us suggestions. Jude, plead with us to watch Punisher Warzone. Make a good case. Make a good case, Jude. Jude. Because right now, I do not want to watch it. I'm all for watching it. God <laughs> damn it. Uh, but until next time, I've been Troy to the Max Extreme. I am JD3K. And we are off. <laughs>